This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. Hi, today's Wednesday, August 25th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. The Philadelphia School School Board voted unanimously Tuesday night to mandate that its 20,000 teachers and staff members be vaccinated against COVID-19, but details of when the mandate would go into place are still being worked out, school district officials said. The move comes as other state and local mandates for teacher vaccinations are being put in place, including New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy's mandate Monday that teachers and school staff statewide be vaccinated by October 18th or submit to regular testing. New York public schools also issued a no option vaccination mandate for the city's 148,000 public school teachers and staff Monday. Details for the Philadelphia school mandate uh, are still being worked out with the union that represents teachers and other school employees. Board members and student ambassadors asked if the students in a classroom will know if their teacher has been vaccinated. Acting Philadelphia Health Commissioner Cheryl Abedigal who attended the virtual board meeting said that information would be protected under health privacy laws. Unlike New Jersey, the Philadelphia resolution, as presented, did not allow teachers to opt out of vaccination for other reasons. Philadelphia schools will reopen next week, and for many of these districts' 120,000 students, it will be the first time that they have attended in-person classes since uh, 18 months ago when the city first announced the COVID-19 lockdowns. The district has been preparing for the return of students August 31st, announcing a mask mandate for students at and staff earlier this summer and a weekly testing regimen for staff as uh, well as twice weekly testing for students in competitive sports and other activities. When I was hearing this story and, like, and I was, you know, oh, the, oh, the kids are returning to school. I'm, I'm like, oh, man, isn't that early? And I'm like, no, it's not. Yeah. Where did the summer go? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're crying well, out loud. It is early. Gone. Most schools are going back before Labor Day. The past couple of years, uh, yeah. most of the schools or a lot that, of the yeah. schools went back uh, after Labor Day. But, you know, after the pandemic and kids being home, I think it's like, all right, let's just get them into the classroom. Right. Two people are dead and five others are injured, including a younger teenager, uh, a young teenager following multiple shootings in Philadelphia Tuesday night. Around 1030, police say 37 shots were fired in the city's Brewery Town section. Officers found a man who was shot multiple times near the intersection of 26th and Montgomery. There's no immediate word on his condition. At 914 in North Philadelphia, a 14-year-old male was shot multiple times in the 2100 block of North 18th Street. He was rushed to the area hospital where he's currently listed in critical condition. A 47-year-old man shot and killed at 8.30. On the 400 block of Busty Street, police say he suffered a fatal gunshot wound to the chest in the 5,000 block of Germantown Avenue. A 28-year-old man was shot in the thigh at 8.12. He is currently listed in stable condition. Yeah, it was like a a war zone. Night. Yeah. yeah. Minutes before the Germantown Avenue shooting, police say a man was killed after being shot multiple times at North Lee Street. Uh, earlier in the afternoon, a 20-year-old man was shot in the ankle in the 300 block of Somerset Street at about 4.15. That man is listed in stable condition, and then a 19-year-old was rushed to the hospital after being shot at 3.30 at 57th and Spruce Streets. He's listed in critical condition. No arrests have been made in connection to any of these shootings. So police are asking if you have any information at all, any tips to please call them. It's 215-686-TIPS. Longtime meteorologist and reporter David Murphy is retiring from 6ABC oh. next month. Oh, you didn't hear that? Yeah. Just no, came over this morning. Kathy pointed it out. Murph. Yeah. yeah. After three decades with Action News, Murphy joined Action News in 1990 as a general assignments reporter before becoming a meteorologist in 2004. He has been the weekday morning meteorologist for the past seven
17 years. He earned seals of approval from both the American Meteorological Society and the National Weather Association and holds a certificate in broadcasting meteorology from Mississippi State University. Don't don't leave off his biggest credit, Kathy. The film Holy Moses. Right. We <laughs> mention right. that every time we right. talk to him. Oh, man. As a weather reporter, Murphy covered hurricanes in North Carolina and Louisiana, as well as two major tornadoes that eerily hit the same area seven months apart in Moore, Oklahoma. He has produced Action News feature reports on numerous aspects of local Delaware Valley weather. Memorable news assignments include the Oklahoma City Federal bo- uh, Building bombing and the attacks against the World Trade Center, both in 1993 and 2001. Prior to joining Action News, Murphy was a reporter in Baltimore, uh, Wilkes-Barre, Scranton, and in Allentown. Murphy is a graduate of Temple University, where he received a Bachelor of Arts degree in communications. Murphy and his wife, Barbara, have three children, and they reside in suburban Philadelphia. Murphy has requested that if you see him, to be sure to call out, yo, Murph. (laughs) He says he loved the greeting, and he loved hearing Philadelphia viewers uh, call him that as they watched him on TV for 31 years. Murphy's final day with Action News is September 7th. Well, we gotta get him on. This is like a quick, you know, sometimes people announce and it's like next year or new year or whatever. So uh, his last day will be on September 7th. So, yeah, hopefully we can talk to him. Would you mind having him to uh, your side there, Preston, to deliver the weather every morning? Uh, I would love to have that. (laughs) If we could, if we could arrange that, I would love that. But we still want him to wear the suit. You know, what's funny about uh, about Murph and we've we've been longtime friends with him. And I remember... When, uh, you know, because we, uh, the, the people that we're close with at 6ABC, we have their personal phone numbers sure, and yeah. chat and text and all this and that. But Murph doesn't have a smartphone or never did. He, he was like, I'm one of those rare people that I don't use email or my phone. <laughs> I, I, if I remember, that's correct. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, He's old school. Them. Yeah, text him, but I don't think he. I don't think he's got a phone that takes text. Well, maybe he he, he marches through. His, I mean, you got to figure he's maybe using he some. Does. Sort of he does. does he? No, yeah, he, t- he just I didn't mean, give he, it to he you. He might not have a smartphone where yeah. he can look up the internet. Right, right. Uh, like but I, te- I text him all the time. Oh, you do? So. I didn't yeah, know I just, that. Okay. Pictures in my nutsack. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, know. fair yeah, enough. Yeah. Hey, great nutsack. Yeah. We need to. Yeah. In fact. Our schedule's kind of light today, dude. Let's see if he wants to go on today. I would love to talk to him. Okay. All right. Casey's texting him. Okay. Let's do sports in the meantime. Where's the dolphin? I, you know, if I was waiting. Empty. What's like, what the? What is that? My bad. I'm texting David Murphy. Nelson Cruz returned from the COVID 19 list, played first base for the first time in his career, and hit a tie breaking two run double in the eighth inning for the Tampa Bay Rays, who beat the Philadelphia Phillies 3 1 on Tuesday what night. The f- is this? The, team, the teams conclude the two game series on Wednesday night. The Phillies will send ace Zach Wheeler to the mound while Tampa Bay hasn't announced the starter. Eight months after taking over as Phillies president of baseball operations, Dave Dombrowski made his first significant personnel changes when he announced a shakeup at the top of the team's player development department Tuesday. Assistant General Manager Brian Manitti, who had overseen scouting and player developments in September of 2017, and Josh Bonifay, the team's director of player development since October 2018, were removed from their roles. Jorge Valendia, who became the assistant general manager when Dombrowski was hired in December, will oversee player development until a new hire is made. 
And the Eagles traveled up the turnpike on Monday and had a joint practice with the Jets yesterday. The final preseason game against the Jets is Friday night. Kickoff is scheduled for 7.30. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. We welcome you to a Wednesday morning. And a couple things to bring you up to speed on. Uh, we have a secret text word today. And we have a chance for you to win uh, uh, some passes to go and see the Phils and Diamondbacks game on Sunday, which is cool. It's a 105 game, Citizens Bank Park, of course. Uh, and it's actually back to school day, so they're going to have uh, all kids 14 and under receive a back to school gym bag. Nice. Uh, you can buy tickets to phillies.com or you can enter to win right now. Just text the word secret to 39333 and we will send a word back to you and we'll ask you to call in later on with that word we send and we'll uh, see if you know it and give away the tickets and then we'll grab a random texture as well. So get on that secret uh, to 39333. We're also going to ma- uh, announce a show later on this morning. Uh, we have the T-Mobile co- uh, Cooling Caravan that is headed out today with our friends at Duncan. Perfect uh, day. We are headed to a couple of locations to spread the cool love, and we'll get the details of where we are headed to a little bit later on this morning. But if you would like us to stop by your office or work site, you can enter on the contest page at WMMR.com. Just include a little bit about where you work, and a few winners will be chosen to cool off and speed up your day, speed up your day with a visit from the Duncan Community Cruiser with some free iced coffee. So... Make sure that you do that at some point today. And uh, we are uh, going to speak to a guest later on this morning in the 8 o'clock hour. Terrible news came down. We'll touch on it a little bit uh, coming up in the entertainment report. But I'm sure you've heard by now that Charlie Watts from the Rolling Stones passed away at 80 years old. So we are going to have our friend David was sick and him from the Hooters on, who's not only a great drummer, but he's just a big music fan. And I believe the Hooters through the years have had encounters with the yeah. Rolling Stones. And I don't know if David had met Charlie or not, but we'll find out. We'll talk to him later on. But David's a great wealth of knowledge uh, just in, in music history and also in drummers in particular. So we'll get his take on Charlie and all of that. And it was uh, it was just terrible to hear yesterday. So uh, we have these things more taking place through this Wednesday morning. So let's go ahead, take a break, return in a moment or two, and dive into that entertainment report and uh, some stupid question prizes and whatnot. We'll be right back. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. 93.3 WMMR presents Money Clips. Wow, we have a lot of clips. Your shot at stuffing 500 bucks in your Money Clip seven times a day. Weekdays at 8, 10, and noon, as well as 2, 4, 6, and 8 p.m. We'll play an audio clip from one of your favorite MMR DJs. So true, Jackson. And then give you a keyword. Text it to 45911. Or if you enter it at WMMR.com or our app, you'll also get entered for the grand prize. 10000 bucks. What the f***? See complete rules at WMMR.com. It's MMR's Money Clips from who else? 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your wallet. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, so the stupid question this morning. Pair of tickets to see Kings of Leon. They're going to be playing Sunday, BB&T Pavilion. And the question I have for you is, Scarlett Johansson is a twin brother. What's his name? 215-263-WMMR. Yeah. You didn't know that case? Scarlett Johansson is a twin brother. What is his name? Let's see if you know. 215-263-WMMR. It is Wednesday, August 25th. We'll mention some birthdays today while we'll wait for your answer. I normally end with this, but it's Kathy's birthday today. Thank you. Kathy Romano on this day. (laughs) 
31 years ago in 1922. Right. Right. No, you're wrong. <laughs> now, what, what, is, what is your age, if we don't mind? Uh, 43, 1978. 43 years old yeah. today. Kathy Romano, born. I believe so. I was born at 1.23 in the afternoon. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, nice and leisurely. Yeah, that's a good time yeah. to have a baby. Yes, my mom had um, terrible a terrible birth. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, the delivery for all actually all three of us. Um, they say it gets easier as it goes on. Um, mine was terrible. My brother was awful. And then Christopher, they didn't think either of them were going to make it. Like, honestly, wow. the doctor was very concerned. No kidding. Yeah, she had terrible deliveries. So... Yeah, thanks, Mom. So when, when <laughs> Kathy came out, she actually spoke. The first thing she saw, the pubic hair, and she said, ew. Yeah. yeah. So her That's first word. When you looked up, did you see your mother that you know now, or was it Janice Joplin? <laughs> they were both there. <laughs> well, yeah. we, it just says on my screen here, we have someone special who wants to say hello, and I think I can guess probably who this is. Hello, special someone. Happy uh, yeah. birthday <laughs> to you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. How you doing, Kathy? Hi, Gary. How you doing, my sweet little desert flower? Oh, <laughs> sweet little desert, desert flower. flower. I'm great. How are you? Happy, 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 happy birthday, sweet tea. Thank happy you. Happy Romano. Thank I you. love you, buddy. Happy birthday, bud. <laughs> Did you, bud, bro? Thank you yeah. so much. Yeah. Did you stay up all night waiting for this moment, Gary? No, I'm getting ready to watch the Little League World Series at 7 o'clock there, Preston. Really? Oh, I, we didn't yeah. know you were a big fan of the Little League, uh, oh, Gary. Come on, man. We didn't have it last year. Cool. You have to support these little kids. These kids play with more heart than the pros. Wow. Look at you. Yeah, you're great, very passionate about Little League, Gary. Good for how you. Doing, how you doing, Steve? I'm doing well, man. We're, we're just excited about Kathy's birthday. Yeah, me too. I wish I was there. I would dress up for her and dance for her and give her the best show she would ever see. <laughs> you oh, mean, are we, are we talking like Chippendales level? Yeah. Or what would you do? I, I got a five for sin, man. Got, yeah. Kathy's sweet team Romano's got a, a mind for business. I got the bot for sin. Someone, the bod for sin. Someone's a working has girl that, fan. Has that ever happened? Like, have we? Has Gary done a dance for? Like, there no. might have been something. I was, I was, I was out in that slob masticator bus. Remember, Kev? And I was knocking on it. You were knocking on the door. Oh, yes. Yeah, so when we did that, the, uh, the yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I remember. Well, Groundhog, Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day. Yeah. And I nailed it. Anyway, I want the. You did, Gary. You did. I did. Kev, I think you're the greatest mom in the world. I hope you have a a great day and a wonderful weekend, my love. Okay, thanks, Gary. Thank you for calling. Love you. Oh, I love you more, kid. All right, take care, Gary. I think you guys have to resolve this in the bedroom. Thank you, Preston. You're welcome, bud. We'll see you later. All right. You nailed it, by the way. You did right. nail it. There oh, my go. God. That, I nailed it. Mm-hmm. It's great. Oh. Uh, well, one of the things we're going to do uh, this morning for Kathy's birthday is we have a special stopping by today, the New York Bagel Bar. Oh, yes. <laughs> is coming in today with yes. bagels brought from New York City. I've never had a New York bagel. Oh, my Oh, you've gosh. never had? With okay. a lot of schmear on it now, all that yeah. stuff. Oh, that's great. I'm, I'm dying for this. So, so cool. Yay. Oh, so. I was wondering when that was coming in. Yes, today. Were, I was like, I'm ordering it. I, Steve, I'm ordering it for us. And Marissa was like, well, just wait. So, so I was like, okay. Yeah, New York bagel. Butler's going to be by around nine-ish or something this morning. So, <laughs> fresh batch Nice bagels. bagel, yeah. nice schmear. Kathy's nice piece fruit. Today. Nice piece fruit. <laughs> All right, some other birthdays to mention. Sharing a birthday with Kathy Romano, Tim Burton, the director. Uh, He is 63 years old today. My uh, daughter showed me 
over the weekend, uh, the movie Coraline. I had never seen it before. Oh, yeah, it's this really sweet movie. Yeah, really yeah. nice. Yeah. Uh, I, I love that. I, I, he's responsible for Big Fish and Ed Wood, two of my favorite movies of all time. Wait, Coraline is not a sweet movie. The creepy one? Yeah, it's it's creepy, oh, but yeah. it's got a nice it's heart It's got a good it. heart to yeah, it. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. But it's a, it's a freaky Tim Burton That's, movie. Yeah, yeah it, it has to be. So motion. I always say to Jace, all you have to do is sew buttons in your eyes. And he's like, stop it, it's freaking me out. <laughs> uh, Tim Burton. Then you have Billy Ray Cyrus. Yeah. One of the greatest mullets in the history of hair. Hardcore. And there were a lot of women who dug Billy Ray Cyrus. Oh, yeah. oh, most definitely. A good looking guy yeah, for yeah. sure. Uh, and a big one for him. He is 60 years old. What today. was his uh, little Nas X? What was the. Uh, oh, oh, God. Old Country Road? Old Country oh, Road. Yeah. 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 Oh, wow. Uh, then you have uh, Claudia Schiffer. Uh, she turns 51 years old today. Long-time squeeze of David Copperfield. Mm, that's right. I remember that. Uh, all right. In the world of metal, it is a big birthday today. The one and only Rob Halford oh! turns 70 years old. Love Rob Halford. He is, not only is he a great front man and, and a hardcore screamer, but he is a funny guy, too. He is. We had him on... Um, Years ago, and we played Screaming for Vengeance. So there's this part where the song stops. He just screams yeah. at the top of his lungs. I go, ladies and gentlemen, Rob Halford. He goes, yes, the screaming queen is here. <laughs> uh, when he came out as gay, it was a big deal, man. You know, though, I remember it like, yeah, it was, it was, it was kind of wild. But he was, it was funny because when he talks about it, he says, here I was dressing the part for years. <laughs> yeah, you had people adopting the style, yeah. unaware. But he is like. He did a Christmas album for crying out yeah. loud. He's, he's great. He's awesome. Happy 70th to Rob Halford. Oh, it's Gene Simmons' birthday. Oh, today. wow. Yeah, Gene is 72. He's got two years on Rob. Uh, Preston, I just wanted to call in Kathy Romano. Happy birthday, <laughs> sweet tea. <laughs> My little desert flower. Thank <laughs> you, uh, Gene. Simmons is a trip, man. He's a, he's a character and a half, no question. Uh, you're a legend, yep. you know, mm-hmm. and... Uh, um, <laughs> the guy always has something to say. In fact, you, you'll probably have something later on in music news about Actually, that. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he is uh, celebrating his 72nd birthday today. Then you have uh, the great Tom Skerritt, actor. Uh, yep, he was, uh, he was Viper in uh, <laughs> Top Gun. Uh, Alien, Contact, Picket Fences, the original MASH, the movie. You know, the, Tom I, Skerritt was I think movie. he gives one of his best heartfelt performances as the sheriff in the dead zone. Where he's oh. he is trying to yeah. figure out who's committing these murders, mm-hmm. and he he just can't can't do it. Yep, he's eighty eight today. Uh, Rachel Ray oh, has her birthday today. Right. Rachel's yeah. show has been on for quite. It lasted a lot longer than I thought it would. We, uh, she is fifty three today. We had a moment. Uh, I did an interview with her, an in person interview with her, um, a few years back, and we um, talked about having the same birthday. And she said we were birthday sisters and. <laughs> Uh, yes, we uh, so we had a moment, but you, she you had was... a good time. In fact, that's how I confirmed it was your birthday today uh, by checking on that Rachel Ray article. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about the first time we had Burt Kreischer in, and we just talked about him being on the Rachel Ray show. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. remember okay. that because we were flashing back to he was going back all, over all of his visits to us. Right. And those first couple times, we're just talking about those adventure shows. Yeah, he actually did a whole bunch of things with her. Like he did the uh, he did a skydiving segment on the uh, on the show. Mm-hmm. By the way, he and Tom Segura had a lengthy discussion about all of his appearances on our show <laughs> yeah. just the other day. Yeah, it was great, uh, which was really cool. Uh, then you have uh, actor John. Sam- Savage, uh, Steve, of course, from The Deer Hunter. Yeah, he's great. Um, Do the Right Thing, Thin Red Line, a bunch of stuff. He's 72 today. Uh, Vivian Campbell, great guitar player. Def Leppard, Dio, Whitesnake, to name a few. Uh, He celebrates his 
59th birthday today. But that birthday, Vivian Campbell. Uh, two other birthdays. Uh, actually, a couple more than that. Uh, Alexander Skarsgård. Uh, the Skarsgård clan. There's yeah. a whole bunch the of them now. The acting He was on, he played Eric Northman on True Blood. He was also the, Kath, um, uh, little, little White Lies? Uh, uh. Pretty, big lies. Pretty, no. Li- no. pretty little lies. Pretty big lies. That's mm. it. Those are pretty big, big lies. Mm. Pretty big lies. No, I mean, he was making that. He's up. Nicole Kidman's husband. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty little lies. Pretty, pretty little, little lies. lies. Uh, who knows? Uh, she, he is forty-five. Uh, the big little lies. Big little lies. What did I say? <laughs> you were thinking of Pretty Little Liars, uh-huh. which was a teen drama, and then Big Little Lies is the Nicole with I Nicole did... Kidman. Okay. Right. Did I say Pretty Little Lies? No, I, I think I you, you were Kathy saying did. Little Lies and I added Pretty. Okay. <laughs> yeah. right, thank you. <laughs> Check the uh, he's 45. Then uh, Blake Lively oh. Oh. celebrates her 34th birthday today. Yeah, she's uh, she's pretty perfect, man. And her and Ryan Reynolds, they make a great couple. You I love their that. their birthday jabs at each other. Yes. Oh, and it's Casey's sister's birthday. Hey, hey. Joe! turns 50 today. So, wow, big yeah. birthday for her. Big birthday for her, and I just want to remind her publicly that I That you already, already got her a gift? I already <laughs> bought you your birthday present, so if you don't get anything from uh, me and my family today, it's because we got it for you a month ago. So, I, All heard, right. I just... heard the story in the elevator this morning. Jody, you got something at the uh, Majestic store at the yes. Phillies game. So. Or the New Era store, I think I'm it's sorry, called now. Were... But I completely forgot, Press. It was one of those things where I was like, crap, I didn't get her anything yet. And then I forgot. We were all at the Phillies game a month ago, and I was like, I took her to the new era store. I said, for your birthday, get anything you want. Oh, you know? okay. I yeah. got you. you never forget birthdays. No. And I know he's gone, but I always remembered that I shared a birthday with Regis Philman. Oh, it really would be Regis's birthday yeah. today. No kidding. Listen, how you doing, sweet tea? <laughs> <laughs> My little desert flower. <laughs> Not really exciting up here in heaven, so I wish I was down there giving you a nice big bear hug on your birthday. A posthumous birthday, too. The great rage. I will see if somebody knows the answer to this question. Scarlett Johansson is a twin brother. What is his name? And I will go to Cameron for the answer. Yo, Cameron, good morning. Gadzooks. Gadzooks, Cameron. All right. Her twin brother's name is? Hunter Johansson. You got it. Hold on a moment. Hunter Johansson, we got a pair of tickets to Kings of Leon, the When You See Yourself Tour with Cold War Kids, and that is Sunday, BB&T Pavilion. Some tickets remain via Ticketmaster. Uh, I'm just going to touch on the big entertainment story, and we're going to expand on it a little later on, but uh, the news broke yesterday, and uh, Pierre was just beaten up about the fact that Charlie Watts of the Rolling Stones uh, had passed away. He was 80 years old. Uh, He had been sitting out the Stones tour due to an unspecified illness, and obviously it was more serious than anyone had uh, had understood, maybe within the inner circle they knew, but Nonetheless, um, an official statement was released that said it is with immense sadness that we announce the death of our beloved Charlie Watts. He passed away peacefully in a London hospital earlier today, surrounded by his family. Charlie was a cherished husband, father and grandfather, and also as a member of the Rolling Stones, one of the greatest drummers of his generation. We kindly request that the privacy of his family, band members and close friends uh, is respected at this difficult time. So. Uh, it's a really interesting story about him, and uh, we'll, like I said, we'll go into uh, further detail a little bit later on. Our friend uh, David Wasikinen of the Hooters fame, great drummer and uh, a huge music fan, 
uh, is going to be checking in with us to give his take on uh, Charlie as a drummer in his life. And I believe they've they've they may have crossed paths. I so think I'm they did. Yeah, uh, th- but uh, certainly uh, he is as good a source as you're going to get to be able to talk about uh, what Charlie Watts meant. Did you see the picture that was making the rounds? Our listener, I think uh, John uh, had had put it up originally on Twitter press, and it was. Charlie Watts meeting Neil Peart. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I know the story behind that. Oh, you do? Yeah. Actually, and it freaked Neil out. Oh, wow. Uh, they were, uh, Rush was playing the ASARS benefit in um, Canada. I was reading about this in Canada, and Rush, you know, obviously, uh, Toronto natives, they were going to be one of the, the Stones were the headliners, yeah. and Rush was going on before them. And Neil likes to keep to himself backstage and and he's walking around like with headphones on kind of minding his own business trying to stay out of people's way and all of a sudden somebody comes up and says excuse me and uh and, and it was charlie watts like neil doesn't like to be disturbed he likes to get right. his own it was charlie and charlie goes i'm gonna be watching you and so so charlie is a very straight ahead drummer yeah. he doesn't do flashy stuff neil is a very uh aggressive player but the fact that this legend said that to him got Neil nervous about his performance later on. And it was an interesting interaction that they had. And Getty came up to Neil later on. He's like, I saw that. I, like, I, I saw that happen right there. So uh, it was a really interesting interaction. All right. So refresh my memory, Preston, because I don't know if it was Charlie or not. But who was sitting in our Y100 waiting room? It was uh, Bill Wyman. That's yes. who that was. Bill Wyman okay. basses for the Stones. I come walking down <laughs> the stairs, and I almost ran into him. He was standing at the bottom of the stairs. I'm like, that's a Rolling Stones standing in front. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was so bizarre. He was there to do an interview, and um, wow. You were in the bathroom else. later. You're at the latrine. You say to the guy next to you, I just met Bill Wyman. It was Mick Jagger. Wow. Yeah. It's really weird. Is that oh, my, oh, my God. Hey. Yeah, I ran, I ran to Kevin Gunn's studio yesterday when uh, Steve yes. delivered me the news, and, and I asked, you know, are there any interviews, any photos with Charlie? And he said he pretty much kept to himself. He was never the face yeah. of the band. He didn't yep. do the interviews, didn't do that stuff. Well, we will, uh, like I said, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about the uh, uh, the extraordinary life of Charlie Watts uh, a little bit later on. I do have some other lighter fare yes. uh, to get to. Fans of uh, Benifer went into overdrive and pictures of Ben Affleck browsing through Tiffany and Woo! Company hit the wires. Many assumed that uh, Affleck was shopping for an engagement ring for Jennifer Lopez, uh-huh. uh, whom he first asked to marry in 2002. He needs to call Steven Singer. They ultimately split after that, but there was nothing to this citing those. Sources tell E! Ben was reportedly in the midst of a scavenger hunt with his mom and his son. That ends That ends up at Tiffany's? A source said, well, it was a catalog. So oh, a, I a source explained they split into teams with a daughter on team one and Ben, Sam, and his mom on the other. They went all around the mall. So, yeah, I guess they did go to the store, Steve. And into various stores, crossing off each of the items they found. One of the stops was into Tiffany, and they had to find something in the store. Ben walked in with his son and his mom and then quickly found what they needed and walked out. Ben held a pen and crossed it off his list. When a celebrity like of that level walks yeah. into, you, you got to figure they they have a protocol where they have their special salesperson. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Let yeah, they'll, all they'll call ahead of time and, yeah, and yeah, say yeah. that, uh, that they, right. you know, they'll have an appointment and they'll, they'll take them into a private room or something like uh, that. Mr. Affleck will be at Spencer's later at 2.30. <laughs> <laughs> he He'll wants be in the black light section. Yes, the black light section mm-hmm. and then the greeting cards with the very obese women on them. Uh, but insiders tell us that the pair are considering eloping and are seriously talking about getting married. I would, Lopez. I wouldn't doubt it if that happens. I would not well, doubt it at all. This is a perfect example. If it is a perfect example, on the surface, it seems to be a perfect example of you had a missed opportunity, and, and now yeah. 
you're correcting that. Yeah, and that's yeah. sort of inspiring for a lot of people. You're further along. You're 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 wiser. You played Batman. You've played Batman yes. at this point, and, and uh, you've been great. Yeah. So, uh, and some some people have played a stripper and yes, been great as well. Yes. Too, yeah. So yeah. All right. So uh, this summer's Bachelor in Paradise was like no other. For the first time, the summer fave was not led by Chris Harrison, but is. Hosted by rotating cast of celebrities, including uh, Last Bands, rapper Lil John, actor Titus Burgess, Bachelor Nation alum Wells Adams, and David Spade, of course. And oh. Spade, a self-proclaimed Bachelor Nation superfan, tells Variety that he's even considered a per- considering it a permanent gig with the franchise. Okay, so I told you I watched a bit of it the other night, expecting to see David Spade, and I never saw him. So you're saying that... They've had a rotating They've had a rotating. Cast, I okay. So. I didn't even see a host when I watched it. So he told creator Mike Fleiss that he was in if he could poke fun at the franchise. And Fleiss said, no, that's what we need. We need to change it. Just get something in there. Keep it fun again. Uh, get people talking again. And so I think it worked as far as they let me do what I wanted. They kept the stuff that I want. I also said that this is a strange time for comedy. He said he used to have to say... Uh, have to say anything to go as far as you could to push the envelope to get attention, and people would be like, I like this guy, he's pushing it. And in comedy clubs, audiences really appreciate that. Now you say the one wrong move and you're canceled. Yeah. It's a very tough world out there, he I, said. Has anybody, has the show F Boy Island premiered yet? I, I think it's on HBO Plus. I don't know. I remember uh, hearing I think, right. about I it. I think so, um, because it, uh, I, I actually end up on HBO Max quite a bit. Yes, yeah, so it, And it is a, it's a selection there. It's an option, okay. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Jonah Hill is set to appear in Adam McKay's Don't Look Up alongside Leonardo DiCaprio, Jennifer Lawrence, and Meryl Streep. Uh, and they, there was a cover story about him on GQ Style, and he opened up about his therapist, a guy named Phil Stutz, <laughs> and his toxic relationship with social media as well. So He's, he's married to Norma Stutz. He is so into <laughs> Stutz that he's making a documentary about it for Netflix. He said, Stutz invented a set of vis- visualization techniques that greatly changed my life. Netflix let me take a doc on, uh, make a doc on therapy and Phil's teachings, and then it became about Phil's life, and then it became about how insane it is that I'm making a movie about my therapist. And now it's become, he said, I don't want to give too much away, but it's become very collapsed on itself. The person that I vent to while I'm making a film, I now can't vent to because the film is about him, and I can't let him know that it maybe isn't going to work. I think I think most therapists <laughs> would have advised against that of breaching that wall, but I, I can understand what the deal is. I watched an interview, or I guess it was uh, on GQ uh, on their YouTube channel. They have a thing called Essentials, and so they'll take a celebrity and what what do you, what can you what can you not get through the week without products that they use, like Oprah's favorite things. Yeah, and man, Jonah, it's like. It's almost like he's trying out for uh, Point Blank, like as one of the surfers. Uh, Point Blank, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you, you got to see the look. He's tatted up. Yeah, wow. yeah. He's got like blonde hair, blondish hair, like back with the beard. He looks totally Bodie esque. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so he had said that uh, Studs helped him become a better artist. He said, "You know what the bar- artist? What you know?" Or he said, "You know what the first thing Phil Studs said to me? First thing he said." You're not a good artist because you're effed up. You're a good artist in spite of being effed up. Uh, it's all a dumb yes. mythology that you're supposed to be miserable to be talented, and it's so absurdist. He said, it's genuinely, I got healthier, my art got better, and I was happier. Straight up. I haven't seen misery bring better art out of anybody. I just haven't. 
Okay. I, I, I like where this is going. I'm a big fan of creative visualization. I'd be curious to see what his uh, doctor, or maybe now former doctor, uh, is advising. Now, as far as Instagram goes, uh, he said, Instagram, as I smoke a cigarette, is the cigarettes of this time. <laughs> it is the biggest killer. It is death. And I fully participate in it like I smoke cigarettes. Again, it's a spectrum of what you find healthy. I have to, uh, I have to have really limited interaction with it. I've had more people say to me that they, <clears throat> they'll, they'll, they spend time on the phone and they like, they like. I see them like, you know, put it down. Like I've got, I've got to break this habit. I'm, yeah. I'm addicted. Right. Yeah. So I, I believe that. Yeah. Totally. Uh, Jessica Chastain's transformation into televangelist Tammy Faye Baker for a biopic may have permanently. Ruined the Oscar-nominated star's skin. Uh, she told the L.A. Times <laughs> could it not? of her role in the eyes of Tammy Faye, I think for sure I've done some permanent damage to my skin on this. Joaquin Phoenix wore less makeup in Joker. <laughs> she said, listen, I eat very pure and I take very good care of my skin and I stay out of the sun and all that stuff, but it's heavy. And when you're wearing it all day, meaning the makeup, every day, the weight of it on your body, it stretches your skin out. I finally took it off <laughs> and I was like, I look 50 years old. No, I'm kidding, but it's fine. It's for my art. But she wears like, you know, Tammy Faye wore tons. No, of I remember. Her, so. But it did. So does she actually think it affected her? Or no? she, I, yeah, I, yeah. I think if you if you have makeup pancaked on you for a long run, that's got to take well, its toll, right? She said she spent several hours in the makeup chair every day, having heavy makeup prosthetics and wigs applied to her skin. It's too much effing s on me. The <laughs> film. <laughs> Follows Tammy and her first husband, Jim Baker, who's played by Andrew Garfield, as they rise to prominence and then fall from grace during a sex scandal involving Jim and then secretary Jessica Hahn. What a little turd Jim Baker was, man. Oh, my God. He still is. He still is. Yeah. Except he's completely, almost completely bald now. I know people who wear makeup like that, though, like every day. And I wonder if it is actually, like, detrimental to them. At the at, at the end of the evening, do you do you remove makeup? Do you like you don't wear a lot of makeup to begin with? I don't with. wear a lot of makeup anymore. But um, you take it off before I, you go. I, I, oh my I assume, gosh! Right? You have to. You know what is funny? Um, so years ago, this was a long time ago when Friends was you know in its heyday. Right. Um, uh, uh, Phoebe uh, Lisa uh, Kudrow. Lisa, yeah. She did an interview and she talked about how she just the, the them putting the makeup on, how it bothered her so much. She would wash it off at, like immediately she would wash it off. And sometimes they would have to like reshoot scenes and they'd have to put it back on her. Uh. But the second she could get it off, she could. And uh, I always thought about that. And so I always took my makeup off. So now I don't wear tons of makeup. Yeah. Um, but if I do, yeah, absolutely comes off before the end of the day. Well, what, on, on the very few times we've done television, Preston, you know, you, you get that on and you're like, oh. You get claustrophobic. Yeah, it feels weird. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, so I, I never knew this. Molly Shannon, remember her from yes. Saturday Night Live? Uh, she was, apparently she was four years old when her mother, sister Katie, and a cousin were killed in a car crash. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, her father, who had been uh, driving at the time under the influence of alcohol, was injured and had to relearn how to walk. Oh, my um, gosh. She and her older sister, Mary, who's now 58, were raised by him solo, although they lived with their aunt for a short time as he recovered. She had explained... Uh, the life that we left was not the same life we were coming back into. I uh, just felt like everything was different, and I wanted my aunt to do stuff like my mom. Uh, I was like, no, my mom cuts the crust like that. Everything made me mad. And it also helped her tackle comedy with incredible passion. She said, I didn't care if I cut myself or made myself bleed. I did not give an S. 
And I look at it like punk rock. I was reckless, and because of what I went through, I just didn't care about anything. I had no idea she had that tragedy in her life. You remember as the uh, the, the, the the student, the superstar, what is the character's name? The, oh, uh, Mary Catherine Gallagher. Yeah, right. She would fling herself mm-hmm. into chairs and stuff like that. Yeah, heavy physical Complete comedy. physical comedy, yeah. Yeah, so I guess but that was part of her yeah. not caring and just going for it. Uh, this is pretty wild. Tom Cruise made an unexpected stop in the English countryside while filming Mission Impossible on location. His helicopter landed in a family's garden when the nearby airport shut down, they told the BBC. Uh, According to Allison Webb, whose house it was, said, it turned out to be an incredible day. It was surreal, and I still now can't believe it actually happened. Do you know in the last, so in the last, did you see the last Mission Impossible movie? I don't think so. Okay, so there's a scene where there is a a helicopter chase. Oh, yeah, I did see that. Yeah, Yeah. and he's piloting something, right? He piloted it. He learned how to fly a helicopter, and not only, like, just as a sort of a civilian pedestrian way, he flew the helicopter and was doing these sort of stunts for that sequence. I mean, it's insane how much he does with this stuff. Um, I saw a video this morning of this next film and, and some of it, the, because they like to do, you know, practical effects yes. when they can do them. It's crazy. And they they drive a train off a cliff. Yeah. Did, did, you, did you see this? I thought it was amazing. It's yeah. it's awesome. So uh, <laughs> they, they bol- took a real yeah. locomotive and they drive <laughs> it off a cliff. It's pretty yeah. bad. You got to love that. The movies um, are really consistently really good. Yep. All right, and then uh, one more thing, and we'll move along. Uh, before meeting his now girlfriend, Aunt Anstead, uh, the, you know, home... Right, home improvement guy. Home improvement dude. Yeah. Uh, assumed that Renee Zellweger was a fellow Brit due to her pitch-perfect Bridget Jones performance. He's kind of stupid, isn't he? <laughs> uh, is he a Brit? Yeah. Okay, I, didn't know, I, I know nothing about this guy. Uh, I know that he's an ant. Uh, the pair met on Anstead's uh, celebrity IOU joyride. And have since gone uh, Instagram official with their romance. What is it? a celebrity? I that's a show. Right? Yeah, really? so we, we've yeah. talked about it. Um, uh, it's where like a celebrity like Brad Pitt uh, wants to do something nice for somebody that is in his life. So I think it was his uh, like his makeup artist or something along those lines. Right. So was she went away? He completely like redid her uh, garage into. Oh, okay, you know, and then uh, Viola Davis has done it. Like they're they're Liz getting McCarthy. like. I saw Melissa McCarthy. Melissa McCarthy, yeah. Okay. So they're not they're getting like top level yeah. uh eight Redos. celebrities yeah. to to do these shows. I think they get those people because some of them are actually fans of those shows. Yeah, they they are. watch them. And, and I Zellweger would be a pro she's she was yeah. a huge fan. Yep. Oh, I forgot two more quick things. Um Aquaman star Jason Momoa uh told the Late Late Show on Monday that he and Dave Bautista are working on a buddy cop oh, film. That'd be great. That sounds great. They're both very likable. Uh, the whole project was inspired by texts. Uh, Momoa told James Corden, uh, he literally texted me four days ago going, we need to do a buddy cop film. Uh, we love each other. We are on Sea and Dune together. And I said, absolutely. And he said, let's do it in Hawaii. And I said, let's do it. I have an idea. <laughs> no. That's what it does. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's do it in Hawaii. <laughs> No, I don't want to go to Hawaii. No, I can't go to Hawaii. And Steve, what um, was Jason doing press for where he said he was a huge Flyers fan? I forget what it was, but he goes off about um, loving the Flyers. And uh, it was some sort of like Zoom case... um, is this, does it make a mention of what it's from? So he's on, there's a Netflix movie that he's on where he is... Uh, a, a dad fighting a pharmaceutical company? Yeah. Yeah, what's the name of that? 
Tad fighting pharmaceuticals. That's, That's what, what it is. is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Flyers had posted that yesterday. Right. Uh, yeah. A video of him talking about what a big Flyers fan he is. So we like that. That's a good one in our yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Most I mean, that, that pretty much makes us best friends now. And then, oh, it's called Sweet Girl. That's right. Yeah, yeah I was close. All right, and then one last story. Hulu's Nine Perfect Strangers with Nicole Kidman and Melissa McCarthy and uh, Bobby Cannavale drew in the most viewers of a Hulu original ever. Oh, over Handmaid's Tale? Uh, beating wow. The Handmaid's Tale, The Act, and others. No hard numbers were released, but they are saying that uh, that it was uh, the biggest one they've had. So what do you think of it? You're watching it. I'm I, liking it. I'm, I, I'm I was in. intrigued. I'm in. Uh, it's um, it's still mysterious at this right. point. I've watched all three of the first episodes. Okay. And, but uh, do you sense something is... Um... Yeah. It's it's oh. a nice ensemble cast. Right. There's some mystery to it. Uh, it's intriguing. It's got wisps of, of uh, not cult, but... But guru, mysterious guru thing that that kind of draw you in, you know, like the Nexium sort of deal, maybe. Uh, yeah, but not okay exactly. But yes, this this all wise knowing person that everybody's enamored with. Not everybody, but all right. Uh, but it's interesting. So cool. Um, yeah, I'm uh, I'm on board. All right, um, clips. Yep, let's do them. He's all that. Is a reimagining of the old classic She's All That. Ah. In this clip, <laughs> in this clip, star Matthew Lillard recalls shooting the awkward dancing scene in the original film. I remember that. Yeah, we went into a studio and we worked out the whole thing. And he was like, show me moves you like. And I'm like, I don't know. What about this? And it was a really collaborative thing. And we got to set and I was terrified. And it was one of those things that you read in a script. And you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to have to do this. And. Um, you know, doing it in front of 150 people was sort of terrifying. Uh, that was a hilarious scene, uh, if it, you remember that. I like that movie a lot. Yeah. What's it about again? Is it uh, she's a geek, she's, she's a nerdy person, and they transform her by putting makeup on her. And, and she takes off her glasses. Oh, yeah, yeah, she takes her glasses does. off, and okay. she becomes a pretty super hot. school. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, it had moments. It definitely uh, had moments. What I liked about his character in that movie is oh. that they, they were part of a sort of a, a faux um real world real world yeah and he was he thought he was the biggest star in the world oh, yeah. because he was on this reality show and his, his character is hilarious yeah. so his name and he's all that is not brock hudson like it is in the original one so i don't know if he's playing like technically a different character or if his character changed okay all but right he's playing the principal at the school oh really yes. probably not. all right he's all that will be streaming on netflix this friday here's the next clip coda Shows the obstacles of a young girl balancing her schoolwork and evening uh, and earning a living uh, for her hearing impaired family. And then this clip star Amelia Jones shares her experience with using sign language throughout the film. It's so emotional acting in sign and just sign language in general. It's such a beautiful language. It's it's so physical, and I I love that it kind of got me out of my head and allowed me to embody what I was saying and and i guess it kind of makes you feel you're more vulnerable because there are no words to hide behind yeah. uh coda is now That's streaming on apple yeah. tv hey i want to go back a second somebody texted in this great says nine perfect strangers and no cousin larry no. what a bunch of crap <laughs> yeah, yeah right <laughs> true yeah one of those come on larry no cousin Appleton. larry Appleton. Mm -hmm. All right, uh, that's the entertainment report for today. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah. Oh, please sit down. Thank you. Uh, it's Kathy's birthday. I don't hey, want to steal hey. um, We have a couple things taking place today. Uh, we're going to talk about the life of uh, Charlie Watts uh, in the 8 o'clock hour. David Wasikinen, drummer from the Hooters, is going to be checking in. Uh, and we also have a last-minute addition to our guest list today. 
David Murphy, Murphy from 6ABC, announced his retirement. Oh. He, 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 and I'll say this and, and, and be honest when I say it to him, he seems far too young to be uh, totally. yeah. retiring. He's far a, too young. And he's the... Probably I mean, most Kathy's much like, older, likable guy. I mean, let's not get out of hand <laughs> on television. So we'll yeah. talk to Murph around nine o'clock. We have a, an announcement, a show announcement uh, coming up a little bit later on, and we're going live on Fox. Good day. We got a lot, man. It's a lot. We'll take a break, and we'll come back in just a moment. Hang on for the ride. Join the MM Army Wednesday from 7 to 9 at Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia at 900 Packer Avenue in South Philly for an MM RBQ ticket rate. Luxury hotel, gaming, bars, and restaurants in the heart of South Philly. Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia. Game on. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. So the cooling caravan is on patrol uh, this morning. And stop number one... Uh, is in my neck of the woods, nape of the way, uh, Harleysville. Yes, and it's Susan Taylor. She's actually working from home uh, for um, a uh, company called Trans Place. So she's having all her neighbors over. That's pretty cool. To participate with the Duncan Community Cruiser with free iced coffee. So that's a pretty awesome thing. In fact, I think I have an email from her. Let me... Yeah, it says, hey, my name is uh, Susan Taylor. I've been working from home uh, for the past year and a half uh, due to the pandemic. I live in a large condo community that has been through a lot over that time period. Everyone has had their own struggles due to COVID. The playground and basketball court were shut down for over a year. The poor... Uh, the pool finally reopened this year, only to be closed half the time due to lifeguard shortage. Yeah. Uh, everyone works really hard and is trying to find activities to bring the community together and have opportunities to get to know each other better. I thought a nice Duncan visit would be a great way to give everyone a break and the community together. Uh, we're very thankful that Preston, Steve, and T-Mobile are sending the Duncan caravan to our community Thank you so much. So that's yeah, great. You know, you, you stop and think about it. You know, the, the the normal mindset was, okay, we'll send it to office buildings or work sites. But that now the yeah. home is the work site for so many people. And since uh, this is in uh, condominiums, uh, all the neighbors can come there over. There you go. It's like a big hoedown. Participate uh, in the wonderful town of Harleysville. So there you go. And then we have another stop on the way. We'll get to that a little bit later on. But if you would like to have the cooling caravan... The Duncan Community Cruiser, courtesy of our friends at T-Mobile, stop by uh, with free iced coffee. All you have to do is go to WMMR.com. You'll find the contest page, and then you tell us uh, where you work uh, and include a little bit about the the place, and maybe we'll stop by. I love it. It's that simple. Why not? All right. A few stories have settled into my file. It's a little place we call the junk drawer, and I would like to go through some stories just to make sure... That we clean these out and get to them. By the way, go through your own junk drawer from time to time. That was huh. a, that was a piece of advice actually from. Um, oh my God! Why am I having a brain fart? Hitler. Doctor no. Doctor Phil. No. Doctor Phil. No. Jesus! Stop with the names. Uh, used to be the president of the Sixers. Come on. Oh, Croce. Uh, uh, Croce uh, yeah. had written in his book. Uh, clean out your junk drawer from time to time. Like, you might find something in there that you forgot was in there. Like, literally, your junk drawer Literally, your, your junk drawer Yeah, home, I yeah. do that all the time. Remember I sent you guys yes. a photo of my... Because I will organize... You don't have my junk, junk drawer. drawer. No, I do. And I will organize it. it she showed us. It, it, it looked, gets me it looked so... like 
the most well-managed regular drawer that anyone else would have. Yeah. Well, it gets me so bothered when I open it up and it's it's too messy. Yeah, like I'll I'll uh, take the wires and I roll them up and I put like a little uh, Velcro thing around it and I put the pens all in one little yeah container. Right. We have. I have to say, our junk drawer never gets overly junky because I do get on it. Like I'm like I you know I I can't stand that. That, oh, that, I let mine yeah. go to hell. Oh, do you? Yeah. And then, then I'll do a big cleaning out process. And then, you know what I do? You know what we find more often than not, like, are just tons of pens and pencils yes. and stuff like that. How about so, USB connectors and stuff like that? Th- that, too. Yeah. So I'll take a uh, a plastic bag, like a big Ziploc bag, yeah. put all the pens in there. And you know what else makes that? Like cough drops. My wife is cough drop obsessed. <laughs> is she, is she <laughs> addicted? And they, Funny. they're just, they, she buys different bags yeah. of Halls and okay. Ricola and all that stuff. And they end up and they, they, they fall out of the bag and they're all over the place, man. They just, oh. Where do you keep the keys that you're not throwing out because you're not sure what Where's they're like, for? Yeah. Oh, and you're drawer. terrified that if you throw them out, you won't be able to open up something. Yeah, there's a few of those. We have uh, we have, we have a, a, a several key rings right. or, or key hooks hanging right. on the wall, so there's some that are, I don't know what they're for. They're I, I tell there. you what, the litmus test of, if I haven't needed this or gone looking for it in the past six months, yeah. gone. Wow, right. six yeah, months. I yeah. wish I could do that, but okay. I can't. I can't let go of those things. I'm fairly certain that <clears throat> my junk drawer is the worst in the world, and there's dead kittens in there it. are no dead kittens oh. in there. No, we definitely bury those. Okay. No, uh, I also, I think that there's really nothing uh, useful in my junk drawers at all. Really? Yeah, press, when what you are you sit, putting them? When you... I, well, when Preston said that you had pens and pencils in there, I was like, "Oh, lucky," because <laughs> I, I put oh, pens. Boss. I put pens and pencils in mine, and they disappear. Uh. Like, there's nothing in there. There's probably, I guarantee you, there is like some weird uh, outlet extension, right? Yeah. You, like a thing that you plug into the outlet that you can plug like three other plugs in. And right. There's something like that in there. That's good though. Mm-hmm. It's useful. It's not really. This, right. the, the, that thing is not useful. There is. Uh, wire of some sort. Couldn't even tell you what the wire is. I clean it out. The junk drawer, there should be things that just go in the junk drawer. And then other things that just go in the trash. Mm-hmm. And for some, I don't put anything in the junk drawer that's not useful. Okay. Like a marker, a pen. There's, there's, although, you know what, dude? I grabbed a crayon out of the, a broken crown out of the junk drawer yesterday and I use it. And, and it was actually very, very useful. So, congratulations. Thank you very much. Yes. So. Okay. All right. Anyway. Oh, what? Okay. I'm sorry. Everybody else's uh, contribution no, to this conversation no, 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 was no, 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 I, I like how you, <laughs> you kept going. Right. And you going just keep going. going. You just, yeah. Yeah. What we love is this. You guys keep going, too. No, it's, it's the. Okay. Keep going. It's the we sub-conversation. <laughs> it's the, but you know what? And you always do it as you're, you're so you're going along and you go, but you know, oh, you know, I found a coin. I know what I do. I'm very self-aware. Oh, and by the way. You go down but, different alleys. Right. And so, like I say, <laughs> we are not going to stop you because there is often gold and opportunities for me in that. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let me dig back into the, right. our metaphorical jump, <laughs> junk drawer here. And pull out something. Uh, so this is pretty wild. The world's fastest accelerating roller coaster has been suspended because riders were suffering injuries from it. Like G-Force injuries? Big time. So it's called the Do Dopampa. The Do Dopampa. The Do Dopampa. It wow. is advertised as being, it's called Super Death Speed. Uh, at first, it's been around since 2001. It's in Where J- is it? It's in Japan All at right. the uh, Fuji Q Highland theme park. But listen to this. I love this. It launches riders from zero 
to 112 miles per hour in 1.56 seconds. Dude, that's... That, I would have to write That's like that. a NASA... T- that's like how astronauts train. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, at least six riders... So, at least six riders have sustained bone fractures after riding it between December 2020 and August 2021. So, uh... Did you see the actual ride itself? Is yeah, it, it looks okay. awesome. Is it like like a NASCAR seat that you're sitting in? Uh, no, I didn't see a good close up look of yeah. the of the 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 coaster and where you sit. But I assume yeah, there's got to be head. Your, your head has to be uh, well restrained. So four four people said they had broken bones in their neck or back. <gasps> Holy hell! Park officials were reportedly dumbfounded by the injuries, as no other riders had been injured in the two decades of the ride's operation since until December 2020. Are we becoming more brittle? Into maybe maybe it's you know uh, <laughs> we're not drinking enough milk. Enough milk. <laughs> yeah. So in 2017. Uh, the coaster was renovated. Modifications were made to increase the speed from 106 to 112 miles per hour. Uh, theme park officials said Friday that they chose to suspend the ride on August 12th after reports of injuries, uh, but insisted that the casual relationship between injuries and uh, amusement machines has not yet been confirmed. So, so what's the fastest acceleration you've been on with with a uh, with a roller coaster? King to Ka. King to Ka. King to Ka yeah. by far is it's got that uh, you know that. Super fast. I mean, they used to be called linear induction, yeah. is what I had heard. But, but that one because you're going like 500 feet up in the air in a fairly short amount of time, and they launch you, and that is my favorite thing being it, launched from that. I love it. You must love the Hulk ride at Universal. I didn't ride it. Wasn't oh, open oh, when I was there. Mm, so it was that, closed. That, <laughs> Preston, you rock it up that sucker, and uh, some uh, you can see people immediately regret their decision. But I love it. Mm-hmm. It is so cool. Yeah, another one that that launches you like that is the um, uh, the rock and roller coaster. I think is what it's called, the Aerosmith ride. Oh, right, uh, yeah. right. Uh, at uh, Disney. Holly, I've yeah, never Holly been on, but studios, I, right? Yeah, you've done it, Kath. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, that one was closed when I was there, but I did do Hulk. Right. It's inside. It's bigger than you think it is. Even oh, is it's it? inside. You, and you go through a donut at one point. Uh, it's pretty damn cool. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Uh, it's a fun ride, but uh, I love it. Uh, so this one they're going to shut down because people are breaking bones, they're breaking their neck and back. Have you ever been on a roller coaster or a ride where you thought, I I, I think I'm going to get injured? I actually know. Uh, well, not a roller coaster. Yeah. I've been on other rides that that have left me in pain. Uh, but it's funny. I sometimes like listen. It's it's natural to to get scared or, or freaked out. Yeah. I purposely try to like do a little breathing. <laughs> And relax and just say, you know, these are safety harnesses. You're going to be fine no matter what. Just relax and go with it. And it's so much more fun when I do that. I was at a fireman's fair, I remember clearly. You know that ride, the octopus? You know, sure, where they yeah. Ride? So, uh, so I was in my particular pod. Whatever it is, pod. Yeah. And the um, bracing arm... <gasps> Came loose Mm-mm. on one side, so the whole front of that thing opens up. Right, uh-huh. yeah, the whole like shell on uh-huh. the front of that opens mm-hmm. up. So wow. I'm, I was like holding on to that, and I, oh, no, I was. I think I probably was screaming. Yeah, but, you know, everyone's screaming, so it's hard to discern between. Boy, the, that little fella's I, really having fun. I'm up going there. to die screaming, or that little whippersnapper's having a great time. <laughs> I and, feel like and, every uh, every ride should have one more level of safety feature, like just one more. <laughs> Just for me, because usually, like, the, the ones where it is just, uh, like, an air-compressed sort of... Uh, yeah. 
Do you know what I'm talking like pulls about? Pulls down and like just on your legs, maybe not even like over the shoulder harness. Yeah, I'm like, well, what besides <laughs> this air or whatever is keeping this down is keeping this down, right? So can you just maybe have one extra? Just clip? another one for your Boy, comfort. Some yeah. of them do. I'll yeah. tell you the one that that freaks me out as far as is this really going to hold me or not is on nitro. Nitro. Uh, because yes. it, it only covers your thighs. You get like you almost get it's, like zero G's. When you, you do when you're you going do. over that those 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 uh, um you know the, the crest. Yeah. And you go over many of them. Those really big ellipses, yeah. yeah. Uh, and but but the, its restraints are mainly on as opposed to over your shoulder. <laughs> it's just yeah. your legs. Yeah. It's it goes on your thighs. I don't like that. And you're like, wow. Like I can move my arms around and stuff. <laughs> it's it's wild, man. We were talking about height issues yesterday and when yeah. you are short and you get in those over the shoulder yep. roller coasters it's just it's covering your head like my neck is not outside of those restraints right so when i'm in that roller coaster my head is banging back and forth oh in that okay oh, that's, thing. A, that's why i don't person? like going on a lot of them i used to have to take my earrings out because Ooh. my ears smash your, yeah, would, smash your and that they don't really tell you um <laughs> but i guess it is maybe a height thing by the way go ahead i think that photo we have of you kathy uh <laughs> is on king to ka yep and you were <laughs> her. She just looks terrified. It's, oh, I, I love it because I was terrified. I love it. Oh, There's the one another you... one at um, Hershey that I took with my cousin. What's the one? Um, it's kind of like down. You got to walk down the hill, uh, and it it just shoots you straight. Like you go from zero yeah. to uh, guy rush. No, no, it's not. It's it, it's, it's, it's a horse. It's a horse theme. Um, sling like sling storm runner. Storm or something runner. like that. Yeah. yeah, something like that. There's another one with my cousin, and it is uh, very similar to the one from uh, Six Flags. I just look terrified, <laughs> and they take it right at the beginning. So you go zero to whatever, you know, miles per hour they send yeah. you to and they take yep. it right there. To Marissa's thing about being small with the rides that are the uh, rubber band sort of, um, you know, they pull you down and launch you up. Oh my God, right. yes. So I want to go on one of those. You'll see people pass out and start to slide out of the seat configuration. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can see why you'd be terrified. Hang on. Uh, Daniel wants to comment, works at an amusement park. Daniel, good morning. Morning, guys. How are you? Good. What's up, man? So I actually worked at Dorney Park uh, in Allentown. You guys are uh, sure. I've seen you guys there a couple of times. Um, they're actually a lot safer than you guys would assume. Okay. Uh, maintenance actually inspects the ride every single morning uh, around maybe 6 o'clock in the morning. And we also have to do opening checks before the ride can even open. And then we also have to test ride it every morning. So if something's going to happen to that ride, it would happen to us instead of you guys. Uh, right. No, yeah. You know that. No, that, what happens, though, and you, you always, Daniel, and you, obviously Dorney's great. And there's, there are stories that pop up occasionally of things that happen. So always sure, in the back sure. of your mind, you're like, am I going to be one of those stories? But, yeah, the, 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 the reputable Thanks. parks are... You know, you can be pretty confident. Well, when we've when we've been at Hershey uh, doing our live broadcast as we did for years there, um, they would we were like, "Come on, we want to go on the rides. We want to yeah. go on the rides. We want to do this on the air." And they're like, "No, the safety inspections aren't done yet." And that's, I mean, they are rigid with that stuff. They ride it, they yep. walk it, they yep. do the whole thing. Yeah. Yep. Um, all right. So anyhow, this place uh, breaks your back and neck if you ride on the time being. Uh, let's see what else we got in the junk drawer. All right, have you guys, I've never heard of this. I'm a dog owner, but uh, we've only had, you know, dogs for three years or so, or almost four years. But uh, have you ever heard of dog zoomies? Of course. You have? Yeah, it's where the dogs go crazy and just start, like, running back and forth and they'll, like, run all over the house. I had never heard of this before. So, yes, it it refers to your pet running around at full speed for no apparent reason. Mm -hmm. 
Experts say this behavior is completely normal. I do that. Life science <laughs> says... What is Steve doing? <laughs> dogs of all ages, cats, rabbits, ferrets, and even elephants have been known to get the zoomies. Uh, felines often experience them after bathroom breaks. Six gerbils, two cats, a hamster, and a rabbit. Though they don't tend to run as fast or for as long as canines. Uh, the American Kennel Club's <laughs> certified applied animal behavioralist, Jim Goldman, says that zoomies happen because your dog has pent-up energy, and experts call the behavior fraps, F-R-A-P-S. Which I, I took a frap this morning. <laughs> wow. Uh, so, yeah, pent-up, they just want to, they want to, you know, get it out of them. Yeah, my dog, actually, Reggie, will get zoomies uh, right before he actually has to take a frap. Uh, so you'll see him kind of like run. Oh, so that's his. Is that he his... runs back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And I'm like, okay, he's gonna he's gonna take a dump in a second here, and then he slows down, and sure enough, boom. What if we before we had to take a dump? Right <laughs> 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 What's don't I mo- gotta take a poop. Don't do it. He's got to poop. Um, you know what? I believe, and I'm not quite sure. So my dog Chelsea's about 14, 15. We're not, you know, she's a rescue. Probably past the zoomy age. What she is, we think, is getting that little bit of dog dementia. Oh, oh really? Okay. Yeah. So she'll she'll be in the in the house. Uh, she's my sweetheart. I love her. Yeah. Dad. But she'll just like look up and start barking at something. That mm-hmm. it's like, yeah. What? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so they say to keep your pet safe during their zoomies. Uh, you should let them run around in a hazard-free area if you can. Also, you can prepare for dog zoomies to happen around the same time each day, and you can take notes to help true. your spot uh, help you spot patterns uh, when they might happen. But Re- Reggie does this, Casey. Mm-hmm. Reggie's huge, and I know I've been at your shore house. There's, yeah, you know, yeah, that's got to do some damage if he's getting the zoomies. Uh, yeah, well, you know, he usually only gets it outside. Um, oh, good. So okay. yeah, um, but. He gets zoomies like uh, when he's clearly he has to go outside. Um, he pays extra special close attention to you, and then if you say you want to go out, like then he's like, "Let's go!" And it doesn't matter where he is. He'll, he'll I'm like, actually pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if your dog gets zoomies constantly, it could be their way of showing you they need more time out and less time alone or crated, according to experts. <laughs> All right, uh, let's see what else we got. Uh, let's talk about, I got a bunch of stuff here. How about this one? Um, if you've been trying to get 10,000 steps a day, it might be time to change your goal. Health experts say 10,000 steps a day is an arbitrary measurement. Is that a Fitbit creation? It is, I think so. And research suggests seven to 8,000 steps a day is usually enough to have health benefits. Also, uh, personal trainer Harvey Lawton says that daily activity is the unsung hero when it comes to expending energy. He explains moving in varying ways and through different planes of motion allows you to learn about your body, your joint health, and where yeah. weaknesses might lie. Something that may not necessarily be highlighted nor corrected by achieving daily step goals alone. So when I have to go to the bathroom, I run down to the treadmill, Preston, and ah, I, I get all my zoomy energy Get your zoomies out. out. Yeah. Uh, I, I far exceed, you know, the, uh, the that that ten thousand step thing. But a lot of people think that that is the that's that's the benchmark. I've never seen that as quote unquote exercise. As like you know, I mean, listen, yes, it's good for movement. Sure, Absolutely. you you need to move. You right, need, it's it's healthy for your muscles and so on. But to actually either burn calories or build muscle mass or something like that, just walking around. Listen, walking is good exercise if you're doing a brisk walk. It's absolutely but, good. But if you take, you know, leisurely 10,000 steps, I can't imagine that that has 
it's not bad for you, but I can't imagine. No, I know exactly what you're saying. The, you know what I mean? No, and I, th- and I think you're exactly right. But but to each each person's level of ability, I think what right. happens to in the way that you're getting to that ten thousand Preston. I did twenty five here. I did. Mm-hmm. Then I waited. Then I did. It, the trick right. is to do it all in one straight, you know, session. So when like when people are facing uh, the 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 prostate cancer surgery that I had a while ago. They they want you now. I've always been hiking, so it's not an issue. But they want you to walk two miles a day and consistently, and, and that's the that's the key is to do a concerted, concentrated walk just to as a workout. You right. know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, the according to also Amanda Polk <clears throat> from the University of Massachusetts says she encourages focusing. On your minutes moved. So this is a new term. Uh, minutes moved. Okay. Minutes moved. Your MMs. Rather than stressing <laughs> about steps, noting that while a daily step count isn't bad, the main goal should really be not to be too sedentary and to stay consistent. So just moving minutes while moving around. You and I are the first into the office uh, earliest, and we both do our morning bossa nova. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, I don't want anybody to really see that because we haven't worked everything yeah, out yeah, yet. Yeah. But yeah, we, we, it's movement. And Once we you're do fully it. rehearsed, it's going to be yeah, we'll show yeah. it's going to be amazing. Uh, no, I just looked it up. But uh, ten thousand steps is roughly five miles. So yeah. you, know, you okay. want to walk five miles a day. I I think. Listen, if you're not normally an exerciser or if you're out of shape, uh, walking is a great thing. To Everything do, right? works. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. absolutely. So do whatever you can. So there's a really great. Uh, program called I think it's called like Couch to Five K. Yeah, right. So for for anybody who is not an exerciser, who is you know like me, like Wait. just to sit sits on the couch. Well, Brady, go back over there. Brady, Brady, who does maintenance work in the building, was doing his moves. Uh, <laughs> dude, you know he was a dancer, right? He's he was in like a Boys to Men video. He was a dancer. Yeah, he was, he was in a Boys to Men video. Uh, oh God. Oh, um, come in here, Brady. Come in, come in here. He's still dancing. Yeah, uh, <laughs> he's, he's popping and locking in there. Is it vibing? Is that the name of the? What well, we're gonna find out? Yeah. Oh yeah. All right, let's. Ready? Uh, what video? You mind, you you mind going on the air, man? Go over there. Here, come on over here. We'll uh, we'll pop you on, <laughs> mask and all. Hang yeah. on a second here. Brady was. Uh, hey, man, how you doing? I'm good. How you doing? Doing well. So, wait, you were uh, like a professional dancer? Or? I'm a professional dancer. I didn't know that. I've been in a number of videos. Boys, the men. Um, vibing, Casey. Vibing. Yeah, uh, yeah, there we go. Vibing. Right. I did vibing. I did um, Brandy. Want to be down? Wow. Uh, yeah. Joe. R&B guy Joe. Yeah. Uh, just this doesn't name a few. Okay. But you... any, anytime artists come in, they hire us to come. Do you still do you still do stuff? I still do stuff. What's so your we'll, dance group? The Untouchables. Okay. No, they also I love, love uh, Al Capone. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, well, listen when. Uh, when when the restrictions relax around here, yeah, we, we got to get your group in here to do, yeah, yeah, do some moves awesome. for us. That'd, that'd be, be wonderful, awesome. man. Wait, yeah. what are we playing? Oh, this is vibing. Is this vibing? Yeah. You want to give us a few moves? Can you move <laughs> yeah. with your mask on? We at the beginning. Oh, oh wait, well, oh, we're watching the video now. Where are you? Because I it's the this, video has like a sepia. This is another version. This is the, the remix version. No, the original version. Where's this coming vibing. up, Casey? Yeah. Casey, uh, where's uh, this coming? Uh, over here. All right, bring it down a little bit, please. It's a little loud. Um, wow. That, well, that's cool. I did not know that about yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. We, um, we did it okay. out the plateau. The plateau, the park. Yeah. Oh, a place called the plateau is where everybody goes. Yeah, there you go. See, I'm over there in the corner. <laughs> on, wait. <laughs> on the right, right or left? Right, right. On the okay. right. I'm over there in the corner. Right? Hey, you're good. <laughs> yeah, that's me and my group in the back. Nice, man. That's very cool. How long ago was this video shot? Oh, it was it was a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So you've been doing this for a while. Yeah, so well, I've been doing it for a good while. Good for you, so man. Nice. That's very cool. You know, I do stage plays and stuff like do that. Do you do acting as well? I do acting. So what, what what have you acted in? 
the last Jimmy. Uh, what else? Uh, I have a, a, a play coming up uh, next month. Well, next year. Yeah. It's called the Shoeshine Box. So okay. you're, you're, you're always asking. We're always talking about equipment and recording right. stuff like that. You're very interested in that yes. as well. So uh-huh. I, I didn't realize you were this multimedia person. Oh, yeah. Very you know, cool. I, I'm, I'm so, always open to, you know, learning new things. <laughs> what moves were you doing there in the other room? Just was that a little... Oh, uh, this is... What? Okay, so okay. when you say pop... Pop locking. Yeah. There's no such thing as pop locking. Okay. It's either you popping or, or you locking. Lock. Yeah. Okay, right. right. Locking is this. When you point, point, point. Yeah, like okay. rerun. Like rerun. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yep. That's. And what's locking? And locking is this. More, oh, like more a robot. mechanical yeah, yeah, robotic yeah. movements. Yeah. Dude, yeah. that is so You're good. Cool. Look at him. He's amazing. You're like Turbo in uh, Breaking. <laughs> but mm-hmm. better. <laughs> that, that, that's who I watched. That's when I first started. No kidding. Okay. I went to the movies and I seen him. You saw Turbo. Yeah, I seen the whole, the whole movie. Uh-huh. And I was like, Did oh, you, so all those, all those Stomp the Yard and all those movies. All, you all you that, Yeah. All I, I watch them all the time. It's the exact same plot. Yeah. It's a bunch of kids want to yep. stop a a lot or a building from being taken over That's by right. the corporate giants. Yep. And so they, they have a stage of dance-off, and they earn the money to fight the big uh, corporate baddie. Right. Yes. That's how it goes. <laughs> Wait, so hold on. I have a question. So you're either popping or locking. Yeah. Do dancers pop and lock? Not at the same time, if, Kathy. What are you, an do, idiot? It looks like this. <laughs> All right. It looks like this. All right. Okay. All right, that's He's locking. And locking. That's locking and popping at the yeah. same time. Yeah. It's a subtle yeah. mixture of those two. Okay. Right. Wow. But you can know the difference. Yeah. When they just throwing this. I like, the, I like the pointing. Hey, okay. Hey. It gets people uncomfortable. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that guy won't stop pointing at me, yeah. man. I don't like that. That's how the point came about. Point that. Is that what's yeah. it? Somebody was laughing at him. And, and he, he pointed. Really? He pointed at that person. <laughs> That's awesome. That's my, that's my idol right there. All right. Wow. All right. Wow. Well, listen, we got to wrap up in a second here. But, Brady, thanks for the entertainment. That was really cool. Brady, hard worker here at One Ballot Plaza. And uh, and that's cool. I just, you never know uh, what little hidden talents are with people that you work with. Every and day. Jay was a dancer, too, right? Or Jay is a dancer. So, Jay, who used to work here, now he's over at Two Ballot. Uh, okay. He and Brady danced together. I didn't know that. Yeah. The yeah. most talented guys working in the building. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, thank you, Brady. Appreciate it, man. Uh, real quick, Dr. Mike is Dr. checking. Mike. And then, oh, then, we got a, then we got a break because we got to go live on All Fox right. Good Day, which is where one of places that Dr. Mike works. Dr. Mike Simigliano. Hey. What's up, Dr. Mike? Where's Kathy, my little Hawaiian petunia? <laughs> yes. <laughs> not a desert flower. No, not a desert flower. No. Hawaiian petunia. No, she's petunia. more lush, like yes. more more of a waterfall. Yes. Look, so, you know, I get excited when I feel a rib in my office, right? Yes. You're talking about walking and uh, dancing. That's cool, too. Yeah. But walking is, is critical for a lot of people that maybe haven't been exercising. You know, the weight has gone way up during the pandemic. So I encourage encourage people to, to have Fitbits and things like that. It, it's not going to a gym, but it's doing something to lower your weight, burn some calories, get exercise, and it really helps you a great deal. And it's low impact. That's wow. the thing. If you're obese, if you have a lot of weight on you, um, I generally encourage people to do uh, perhaps a stationary bike, something like that, so that the center of gravity and the weight is going through your butt and not your knees. Right. I deal with that all the time. The impact to that yeah no no yeah. now we know people uh, you know who are long distance runners who you think are in great shape but they have messed up their knees and all that stuff so yeah the the, the walking is as preston said whatever is getting you out moving and in getting you exercise do it you know without obviously you know 
effing your body up. Well, one last thing. You sit all day. It, some studies show that it's as bad as smoking. So you sit on wow. your butt all day long at a desk. It's extremely dangerous. So get a standing desk. If you don't have time to go for a walk, then you stand up. Get your boss. I'll write you a note. <laughs> all right. Just all right. contact But get Mike. moving. That's definitely yes, the thing. Yes. All, all right. right. I know you got to run. Love you. Love, love you. Dr. You. Mike Cerigliano. Love that man. I think if I was confined to a desk, I would, I would, um, I would have get like a standing desk. I mean, it stands a good the idea. Show. There's yeah, a few yeah. in their uh, sales. Yeah. Few farm over there. Yep. All right. Listen, we got to take break. We got to go live on Fox Good Day. So uh, we're going to do that now. But we're wrapping up the junk drawer. Thank you for cleaning it out along with me and Kathy. Yes. Apparently, your first surprise is here. Oh, good. I don't know what it is yet, but maybe we'll find out when we come back. So stay with us. We'll return shortly. It's Kathy's birthday today. Yay! Stay put. MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's I hate stevensinger.com. Can you believe football is back? This Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Interacme swoop in and win sweepstakes, and you could win up to ten thousand dollars cash or twenty twenty two Eagle season tickets. All you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at Acme Swoop in and Win.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles and MMR's Preston and Steve Show. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I'm not even going to return to stuff. We're going live on Fox Good Day. Here we go. So, hi guys. uh, You know, I never... I've never seen them in person. I think they're waiting to get word that Uh, we're now. Preston and Steve, you guys have. They have. You probably met. uh, Let's start with you, Preston. Have you ever met Charlie? I've never seen the Rolling Stones. Oh, uh, no. It's, it's one of the bands that, that's always eluded me. Steve, you've seen them, right? I, I did see them, and I saw them <clears throat> when they were at the link, and uh, I I'd long missed the opportunity to do it. I'm glad I got to see them when I did. Yeah. Preston did get to meet, uh, though, Bill Wyman. Uh, you know, uh, oh. Yeah, yeah, former bassist for the band. I, it was when we were working at Y100, I came walking down the steps, and that there was a guy standing at the bottom of the steps, this short guy, and I almost bumped into him. And he turns around, and I'm like, that's a rolling stone. <laughs> it freaked me out. He was there for, for an interview. Uh, but So I did meet him. But, yeah, you know, we have we have pictures in the hallways here Tons of WMMR of, yeah. Yeah. Of, uh, of our connections and our staff meeting uh, the members of the Rolling Stones, but I never had uh, the honor. Well, and, and the likelihood with, with Charlie, who, uh, Charlie Watts, who's very... Uh, he he was not a spotlight guy, right? No. So that was the deal, and and he 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 loved where he was in the band, but being out in front or being a uh, a personality was not his thing, mm-hmm. you know. No, he had such a calm demeanor uh, behind the drum set there. Mm-hmm. Um, and Preston described the the, the 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 playing. It was it was sort of a a very um, his his he, methodology was so unique. Yeah, he was he was straight ahead, um, and kind of the um, the theme was. Um, 
not get in the way of everybody else. He supplied yeah. the heartbeat of the band. He allowed, you know, obviously Mick is the show when it comes to the Rolling Stones. But without that, without that groove, without which he did, he was he was a groover as far as a drummer goes. He was more of a jazz fan than anything. Uh, but he kept it straight and simple and to the point, uh, and let the other music, the other musicians, uh, have the space that they needed. Uh, yeah. To create those iconic songs that came from that band. Any other cast members there see the Stones in person? I have. I've seen them twice. I saw them first time at Boardwalk Hall, which, by the way, is one of my favorite venues to Me ever too. exist. Yeah. Uh, and then also, I, I went out to that desert uh, trip uh, one out Old in Coachella. In Old Chella, yeah, yeah. Uh, in Coachella, and I saw the the Stones perform out there, and that was a really, really great experience. Yeah. Well, aren't they about to go on tour? I heard yeah. they're touring again. Uh, is yes, that what you're hearing? Uh, they are, and uh, Charlie was, you know, he checked into the hospital, and so there's this amazing drummer by the name of Steve Jordan that was going to fill in for him uh. Uh, for the time being, so that was the plan, but nobody knew. I, I didn't hear any rumblings no. that, that it was a serious illness. He had throat cancer, I think, back in 2004, but beat that, uh, and and they have, they've been mum on what the uh, condition was that, that took yeah. his life, so I don't know Preston, yet. Preston, you, you play drums, don't you? I do, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen, seen you on Instagram. I've seen he's, videos. He's damn good. On YouTube. In well, fact, uh, Charlie Watts used to call him up for tips. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't oh, really? <laughs> no, no, Maybe no, you no. could join the band when they're here in Philly. There we go. It's a lot to welcome Preston behind the drums. <laughs> uh, thank you, guys. No thank problem. you. Thank sad you. news, yeah, though, but uh, thank you. We appreciate it. All right. Um, so we skipped the NJM Insurance Group traffic, so let's go ahead and do that now. Kat, Birthday what's, edition. What's going on? <laughs> Birthday girl. 495 northbound. Uh, the accident and the accident cleanup from an overturned tractor trailer uh, has been moved off to the right lane, so they've been able to reopen uh, some of the lanes here. 495 northbound between 95 and DuPont Highway. Traffic is still jammed, but at least uh, you're starting to move a bit there. If you can avoid the area in the meantime, uh, you should. 95 northbound, slowing in Delaware County from 452 to the Commodore Barry Bridge, and then on the southbound side from Girard through to, I'm sorry, Cotman through to Girard. The Vine westbound, slowing 8th to Broad, the Ben Franklin Parkway to the Schuylkill. Uh, eastbound, the Parkway to Broad Street, Schuylkill eastbound. Slows from the Blue Road into Belmont, the Boulevard to Spring Garden, westbound University to south. City to Belmont and then Gladwin out to Conshohocken. Uh, on 42 northbound, we have some volume from 55 to 295 and then 55 northbound jams north of Deptford to the 42 freeway. This traffic report brought to you by Mattress Firm, a king bed for a queen price at Mattress Firm and save up to $500 on top rated brands like Sealy and Sleepies. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. All right, let's do some bizarre file stories right now. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Brought to you this morning by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. You can download the DraftKings app and use the code ROCK to get in on the action. Uh, so, local story out yeah. of Delco. This is wild, man. A uh, man is facing attempted first-degree murder charges after authorities say... He used a 10-inch knife to stab his boss inside a steak shop in Delco last week. Yeah. Uh, this guy, Steve Mullen, who owns uh, Leo's Steak Shop in Falcroft, uh, said, I felt like I touched a live wire. It was like being electrocuted. Uh, in surveillance video, uh, you can see him standing in the doorway while one of his employees comes up from behind and just jabbed a knife into his neck. Crazy, like man. Like a 10-inch long knife. Mullen said the employee had worked at the shop for about a year, but he said, I didn't feel it at all, I guess, at the moment. You go into shock, I guess. 
Uh, the owner tried to fight off his attacker with the knife still stuck in his neck. He said, I started punching him. He started punching me back. And then my son came over. He grabbed two knives from our store, and he said he came up like a warrior trying to protect me. Wow. Falkaroff police arrested 43-year-old Sean Walklett. Uh, an officer had to deploy a taser, taking him into custody. Uh, now Walklett's facing eight charges, including attempted first-degree murder. Mm. Uh, police officer happened to be directing traffic down the street. Uh, the ambulance arrived in a couple of minutes. A doctor attending him apparently had uh, had was a specialist visiting from Chicago. And according to Mullen, he said, uh, I've taken four knives out before. And he said, you'll be my fifth and you're going to live. He said he told me exactly what I needed. Oh, that's yeah. great. So wh- the impetus for it? What was it? Don't Nothing? Know. No, no reason. Don't know. Uh, uh, police say Walklet does have a prior history of mental illness and officers have had numerous contacts with him in the past. Uh, but uh, Mullen says, uh, I was angry, and I think he should be off the streets and prosecuted to the fullest. Could you imagine? It's like, it's like that footage of the guy at the ATM in New York was attacked from behind. A guy mm-hmm. came in with a, with a hatchet. Yeah. Yeah, just standing there. It's nasty. So uh, I'm, I'm glad this guy's okay. Yes. Yeah, and Leo's is a is a Delco staple. That is, uh, that's been there forever and ever on Chester Pike. And, uh, you know, the last time I went there, shout out to Leo's because they let, let me use their bathroom. And they didn't <laughs> have to do that. So thank you. <laughs> Sean Mullins or whoever that guy's name is. Not for... Sean Mullins. <laughs> uh, Larry. Uh, Sean Mullins sang uh, uh, Lullaby, that yeah. song in the, yes. in the 1990s. Uh, shout out to you because it's a lovely song. It's a great Alt song. Rock. Yeah. Uh, no, that was it. Now I have to dig this back out. Bruce Bruce Bono Vox. Uh, his... <laughs> Steve Mullins. Steve Mullins. I was close. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Here to Larry Mullins. Spot on. Uh, Antwerp Zoo has banned a woman from visiting a male chimpanzee because their close relationship is causing him to be ostracized from the other apes. A.D. Timmermans has been visiting Cheetah, a 38-year-old male chimpanzee, on a weekly basis for four years and is now having what she described as a relationship with the animal. I just can't explain it. But zoo workers have told A.D. that she can no longer be in contact with the animal as Look, the other chimps... I have opposable thumbs. As the other chimps have excluded him from their group, causing him to be alone for up to 15 hours a day. Chuck mm, me a turd. A.D. strongly opposed the band, saying, I love that animal. Yeah. And he loves me. So the other animals are getting jealous? She said, I haven't got anything else. Why do they want to take that away? She hasn't got anything else, Steve. Nothing else. Yeah. Uh, she said Some the, people are sick. She said the ban was unfair as it applies only to her while other visitors are allowed to avenge the ch- uh, visit the chimp Let's freely. Talk to the intercom. I want to help you. Uh, Get a hobby. 80's relationship with uh, Cheetah. You're pathetic. With Cheetah sees the pair waving and blowing kisses to each other. And, uh, You're an imbecile. It's through the glass of the chimp enclosure. Every week, AD steadfastly believes that the chimp loves her. Now she's holding her breasts up to the glass, Preston, <laughs> like Midnight Express. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> However, while their exchange oh, through the glass appears to be little more than a playful interaction, zoo officials say their relationship between uh, the relationship between AD and Cheetah means the primate spends a 15 hours a day outside of visiting hours completely alone because mm. the other chimps won't allow him into the group. I mean, is is it worth just seeing where this goes and getting them a room? Maybe. Yeah. Uh, the uh, curator it's said, okay, baby. "said he sits on his." Just all the chimps. <laughs> <laughs> she said he sits. I've never had this happen before. <laughs> he then sits on his own outside of visiting hours. Uh, an animal that is too focused on people is less respected by its peers, and we want Cheetah to be a chimpanzee yeah. as much as possible. Leave our chimp alone. Yeah. 
When emergency services in France got a call about a body in a canal, they prepared for the worst. But uh, So police and firefighters raced to the scene. They found out it was a false alarm and an amusing one at that. Officers were called by a couple on a bike that were cycling next to the canal. They thought they saw a corpse taped up in a black bag floating next to a heap of branches and reeds. So they called the police and they hauled the body back to the banks with the help of firefighters. Uh, to their amazement and relief, it turned out to be an inflatable sex doll. <laughs> hey, we that did was that. In a bag. Yes, remember yeah, we right. did the concert uh, floater. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the river. If you got the uh, if you got the flo- uh, the sex doll out of the uh, river, uh, you won tickets. Uh, the police station uh, came and got her. They wrote a couple on a mountain bike discovered uh, a floating mass in the canal that could <laughs> resemble a human corpse. Uh, through two tapered garbage bags, we distinguished two legs and a trunk. With the help of firefighters, the floating object was brought back to the banks. Verdict, a silicone doll, truer than nature, that didn't lack air. Obviously, her owner can pick her up here if they want. Uh, An Alabama man was shot by his wife's boyfriend who was secretly living in the couple's home. What? So the ex was living in their home unbeknownst to them. No, 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 no. Uh, The boyfriend. Right. So so they're a married couple. The the wife was hiding a boyfriend in the house. Oh, come on now. So the sheriff's office said the wife told her husband that an intruder was in their home Sunday night and he armed himself with a gun. Uh, The men shot each other and both went to the hospital. The sheriff's office said Michael Amacker. I thought you told me you were single. Michael Amacker, the wife's boyfriend for over a year, had been living at the house shortly before the shooting. Like, that's, that's, how would you not know? Secretly. How would you not know? She had been allowing him to stay within the home for a couple of days, providing him food. Uh, the sheriff's office said there were bottles of urine in the room. Oh, my God. Which indicated that he had been there for a little so while. So what, did she put an extra bowl down on the floor with the other, the dog's bowl? Must have been. Uh, the sheriff's office had... It's almost impossible to pull that off. ...hadn't uncovered a motive for the wife telling her husband that a macker was an intruder. Investigators said that <clears throat> she was too intoxicated to be interviewed after the shooting. I bet she got mad at them, or they probably had a lover spat, and she figured she'd, you know, seek some revenge. Uh, a macker was in jail on uh, charges of attempted murder. Do you think you could hide in your house and, and be completely, uh, you know, for any period of time and be undiscovered? No. Uh, it would depend if on... If you had bottles for your urine. Of everybody's, you know, I, I don't know if her husband was working all the time. Yeah, or what. yeah. It might have been easy to, uh, you know, have him hide in the basement in the unfinished part or whatever, wherever they have a little secluded room. I have no idea, wow. man. But it would be difficult to pull off, no question. All right, and there you go. That is what I have in uh, the Bizarre File for you. Uh, when is Kathy getting her first surprise? I mean, it's it's ready to go if you want to yeah. do it now. Let's yeah, do sure. it. All yeah. right. Let's... I don't know what's going on here. I just have a note that says Kathy's first surprise is here. So I saw Gary out there in a thong. Marissa ran down the hall, so let's see what oh, she returned with John today. John Bella in a thong. Oh, it is. <laughs> I'll take that. Uh, it is Kathy's birthday today, so we are celebrating this morning. We're going to have uh, some goodie. Oh, here we go, Kathy. Oh. Yay! Oh, my God. Oh. Look at this. Yes. <laughs> We have this gigantic balloon arrangement oh, for that's Kathy. Amazing. And what is that balloon? I can't say your head's in the way. What does it say, Kathy? No, you are a bitch. No, you are a bitch. <laughs> On these gigantic balloons. So those are custom printed are they? phrases. Yeah, look, that's like stickers yeah, that like we put de- on that balloon. Yeah, that you put a decal on them. Okay. When wow. did that become available? <laughs> is it my cousin? No. Oh. 
Kathy's old as F. My, I don't know. My cousin owns a balloon company. Uh, oh. So I immediately thought it was her. But these don't look like hers. I uh, think this is from your friend Elisa. Oh, yeah. yes. Totally makes sense. Oh, my God. And Vicky's going to kill her that she didn't use her. That's oh. <laughs> she might have used her. No, this is no. not. I can tell. No. It's not Vicky's balloons. Oh, okay. Yes. That's a that, beautiful arrangement. Yeah, that's why it's color coordinated. It looks because that's her thing. Oh yes, it makes yeah. complete sense that Elisa would send me something that is calling me a bitch on my birthday. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, I love her. She's the best. Nice. All right. With that, we are going to take a quick break. We'll come back in a moment, and uh, we're going to have our first guest on for the day. David was sick, and drummer from the Hooters is checking, and we're going to talk about uh, Charlie Watson. Yes, a little bit more into that Rolling Stones drummer. Uh, passed away. Obviously, you heard about that uh, yesterday at the age of 80. So we'll come back with uh, Dave. We're also going to have on the show uh, David Murphy. Yes. Who's retiring. He announced his retirement from 6ABC. A lot of people are uh, upset. Yeah, so we'll be back with those things. Stay with us. The Preston and Steve Small Business Love You Help You line. Hi, my name's Christine, and I work for The Cool Cricket in Fieldsboro, New Jersey. We are that hidden gem local bar that everyone enjoys spending time at. We have so much to offer. Extended happy hour, 11 to 6 weekdays, great food at reasonable prices, karaoke on Fridays, bands on Saturdays, so much more. Our staff and customers are amazing. We treat everyone like they are part of the family. Visit us at thecoolcricket.com or follow us on Facebook. Join the family. You won't be disappointed. Thank you. Next message. Hi, my name is Sean Bruton, and I'm the owner of Lunch Break Vintage in Swarthmore, PA. Come check out my new storefront that has everything from music, sports, and pop culture tees to true vintage fashion, plenty of nostalgia throughout the shop. You can also follow me on Instagram at lunchbreak underscore vintage. Hope to see you soon. The Love You, Help You line. Shop local because small business needs our help. Find out more at PrestonAndSteve.com. 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Sponsored by DellAutoGroup.com, where Jack really does sell them for less. Uh, yesterday, some bad news came down on the world of rock and roll. Uh, Charlie Watts, Rolling Stone, longtime drummer, uh, passed away, 80 years old, had been... Uh, Checked into the hospital, and, you know, he was going to be sitting out a portion of the tour uh, coming up and didn't hear anything more than that or any level of seriousness and then blindsided by the news that he uh, passed away yesterday. This, sadly, has been um, replicated a number of times where legendary rock musicians, as of the past couple of years... Out of the blue, unbeknownst to us, mm-hmm. pass away. We had David Bowie, we had Tom Petty, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah, uh, the, uh, Glenn Fry, Glenn Neil Fry. Peart, right? You know? Neil Peart, all of these people that, and uh, it's uh, it's wild. You know, any member, anybody associated with the Rolling Stones, you are talking legend of legends. You know that mm-hmm. level. Yeah. So, well, it, I heard somebody say, you know, it's well, it wasn't Mick, it was, it's Charlie Watt. It, it, yeah. It's it's a foundational. Or at least one of the the long-running members of the band, and that means something. Dude, how weird will it be if Keith Richards outlives them all? Right. (laughs) The man who has been on the the death watch for decades. He did it right. He died 30 years ago. Right. And has just hung around. Listen, yesterday, I can't remember the last time I've I've heard Pierre more deflated uh, than than yesterday. And Jackie. He and Jackie did a great segment with commentary and everything, and they were both... Listen... 
I get it. You know how you felt with Neil. Oh my God. I mean, this who these guys are massive Stones fans. Yeah. I've always appreciated the Stones. You have to. Yeah. And um, this this is a loss. This hurts. What's wild about Charlie is he he. Uh, number one, he looked like the oldest member, I always thought. He, <laughs> he, sure he, he looked yeah. like he aged faster than everybody else. He wasn't. Actually, Bill Wyman is 84. Uh, Mick is 78. Keith Richards is 77. And Ronnie Wood is uh, 74. But, man, he has been married. He and his girlfriend got together, I think, in, like, 1964 and have been together. They've been married for fi- over 55 years after all... The, the Rolling Stones had the absolute buffet of women. Yeah. You know, if they wanted to. But every one of them stayed faithfully married to one woman. No. Uh, no. Uh, Charlie <laughs> did yeah, through yeah. all Charlie that did. temptation. It's Charlie amazing. did. So many great accolades uh, coming through, as you would imagine, from the biggest of the bigs. Do we have the clip from Paul McCartney? Yep. Uh, I want to play that because I saw this. Uh, he posted this yesterday. So sad to hear about Charlie Watts, the Stones drummer, dying. He was a lovely guy, and I knew he was ill, but I didn't know uh, it was this. Condolences to the Stones. It would be a huge blow to them because Charlie was a rock. And fantastic drummer. Steady as a rock. Love you, Charlie. I always loved you. Beautiful man. Ringo Starr said, God bless Charlie Watts. We're going to miss you. Uh, peace and love to the family. Uh, you know, it's Pete Townsend, uh, Brian Wilson, oh, all God, these people. Yeah. Elton John, I thought this was nice. He said, a very sad day. Charlie Watts was the ultimate drummer. And he also said, the most stylish of men and such brilliant company. My deepest condolences to Shirley Serafina and Charlotte and, of course, the Rolling Stones. You know, you, Paul McCartney, uh, there, was a, uh, there was a documentary about, the, about uh, England, uh, the British, you know, invasion and all of that in the earlier part of the 60s even out of the late 50s into the 60s. And in the earliest, I, I first, you know, when you're a kid, you, oh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Beatles fan. I'm not into the Rolling Stones. The Rolling Stones, ah, the Beatles are better than the Rolling Stones. I, but I always appreciated the Rolling Stones and loved them. And there, there was this perceived contention that was not the case at all. Right. They were they were actually very yeah. good friends and actually traded, like the Beatles oh. would give them songs. Well, I want to be yeah. your man. Yeah, was, yeah. Uh, John and, and Paul essentially wrote that and said, here yeah. you go, guys, you yeah. can have this. They hung out all the time. And uh, and the Stones had a hit with it. So, yeah, they, they helped. There was, there was definitely um, some uh, comradeship or camaraderie, I yeah. guess I should say, uh, amongst those guys. They were, they were in a very... Small club, yeah, of uh, of superstars and super talents, and uh, so yeah, they didn't. That that whole thing was a bit of a myth, but I'm sure they had fun with it too. Um, so we wanted to get uh, someone on who could speak uh, from some authority uh, about uh, Charlie Watts, Watts, and what he meant uh, to music, and um, uh, so we reached out to our friend at David Wasikin and yes. the Hooters, who was on the line this morning. Hi, David. Good morning. Good morning, guys. How hey. you doing? We're good, man. It's sorry to you know yeah. to talk to you on, on such a sad occasion, um, but um, yeah. you know we figured it'd be you. You definitely are a a huge music history fan and and, and an Love appreciator of, of all yeah. things, especially in yeah. the um, in the rhythm section. Yeah. Um, but um, did did you ever happen to cross paths with the Stones or Charlie in in uh, in when you guys were you know uh, touring heavily? Well, unfortunately, unfortunately, I never met Charlie. Mm-hmm. I, uh, 
but but Mick Mick Jagger when we opened for the Who in 1982, um, you know I'm, I was all excited about meeting the, the Who and the Clash and Carlos Santana and, and who stops backstage but Mick Jagger. You know, this is hmm. 1982. Uh, you know, I was a uh, uh, really we were a young band. You know, he came back and you know we had a beer in the morning, so it was. Uh, <laughs> you know, Mick Jagger shows up with his daughter Jade. Wow. So, um, yeah, it was, it, you know, it was the first time I ever set eyes on, like, a, a true icon, legend, rock star, and uh, he couldn't have been nicer. And uh, over the years, you know, uh, you know, we watched, I, I, I remember watching the uh, rehearsal for Live Aid, so it was close to Mick, uh, but, but never Charlie. I, I have friends, my good friend Mickey Carey told me about a time when Brian Adams was opening for and Charlie stopped into his dressing room and he said he said I didn't know what to say to him. <laughs> yeah. To yeah. To him. yeah. It was freaking Charlie, you know. So yeah. um you know uh unbelievable. It was a really, you know, I felt like I lost a family member yesterday. I was a gut punch, you know, losing him because you know, he was why I wanted to play the drums, you know. I think he gave drum, you know, people like me a hope. You know, when I saw Charlie, it was like, "Hey, I I think I could do that. Right. Like, if I saw Virgil Donati, I think I would have went, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, no. But Charlie was like, you know, he just played to the soul and the heart. And I I, I, I just, like, I, I remember seeing Paint It Black and playing uh, Paint It Black on the Ed, Ed Sullivan show and just being mesmerized. And I always paid attention to his grip, Preston, you know, because he was, he was playing a, a, a traditional grip. And then with painted black, he's playing a match grip. It's yeah. like the guy can go back and forth. He and was just a brilliant player, and he colored the music, and he was a songs drummer, which I always wanted to be. Um, but, I, you know, I, I, well, I adored him, so it was a tough day. I, I, I want to talk about that, about what, it, what a talent being a song drummer is. And for those who don't know, there's, there's technical drumming. There's people that yeah. can do these amazing, unbelievable sure. uh, things uh, musicianship-wise. But yeah. but there are people that that can paint slight colors with very mm. little things that they do that add yeah. to the song, yeah. you know. Yeah. So if you can speak yeah. on that a little bit, because it's easy to be dismissive of Ringo Starr and Charlie Watts and these guys yeah. who, who let Which the music. Which always amazed play. me. Yeah, it, it always amazed me, Preston. I was always like, I, I you know, because you know, I, I think. I mean, I love playing the drums, and it's what I, you know, it initially, I, you know, I, I, I wanted to play the guitar, but my, my the, the guitar teacher said, hey, your hands are too small, and I went, I just thought I was going to be a big pain in the ass. <laughs> so, but, but, so I, I, a neighborhood kid had a guitar and a drum, and I was playing, I could play the drums, I could play the beat immediately. So, you know, that's what I played, but I always gravitated towards, like, my ears, it was uh, I was listening to the melody. I was listening to a guitar player. So I, I, you know, that's something like as a for songs. It's just something from from the get go. Whether it was the Rolling Stones, the Beatles, or uh, or Otis Redding, or Jackson, or, or, or uh, James Brown, I was listening to the song. Like, how is a drummer? You know, he's grooving, but hey, wait a minute, he's not doing a lot. You know, there's not a lot of fills. As a matter of fact, he's leaving space. Mm -hmm. You know, which was always amazing. You know, I think that's why. People marvel over somebody like Steve Gadd because Steve Gadd is such a minimalist, but he can play anything. Well, you, you, once you, and you can tell. Yeah, yeah you Steve, Steve, Charlie, Smith, Steve Smith is another one of those. I mean, his ability exactly, is amazing, exactly. but with Journey, exactly. I don't need to yeah. do all of that. You know what I mean? No, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Well, you, you're you, right. I mean, that's 
how he played, you yeah. know? You mentioned Steve Gatt, and, and, and so I've always been a fan because of knowing of, um, you know, uh, his work with Steely Dan and Paul Simon and all yeah. those sort of, those subtle things that, that make a song, you know, what it is. And, and it, sometimes it takes the greatest talent to allow everyone their moments and, and, right. and to serve your purpose. And, yeah. uh, you know, they're, they're pointing out, I guess, the use of the cowbell and honky-tonk. Uh, no, no. Women, uh, women, it's and genius. Yeah, yeah, and and that that is a definitive aspect of that song. It, yeah, and it's the sound of it. Yeah. I mean, that's the one thing that like drummers that play on songs is that they're really they're they're, they're into the tone of their drums. It's like, I mean, press. I'm sure you're like, I love the sound. You hit a snare drum and you're hearing, okay, this is different than that snare drum. Sure. This is song drummers are really listening to tone mm-hmm. and color in the song. You know, mm-hmm. so. I mean, it's what Charlie did so well. And, you know, and people uh, that don't follow Charlie don't realize that, you know, his whole experience outside of playing with the Stones is doing bebop jazz or, or, and swing. You know, his whole thing was listening to jazz. He, he loved Charlie Parker, and that was his thing, you know. But with the Rolling Stones, he just he played the song. And uh, I don't think he could really play any other way because that's the way he was wired. And... Uh, you know, I mean, it was just it was absolutely, you know, fra- fabulous, his style. And, uh, well, I, you know, uh, yesterday was just rough. You know, I was yeah. down. I had a gig last night with Jerry. I, I'm playing some gigs with Jerry Lee Lewis's sister. Wow. And I was playing last night with Linda and Kenny Aaron. Aaron uh, Aaron's and I are driving down to the gig, and Kenny played with Charlie. Wow. So I was asking him, you know, I mean, you know, he played with him for an hour and a half. I mean, he, you know, he... You know, he was playing with God as the way I looked at it. It was unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. So we were having lunch, and he was really, you know, crushed by it as well. You know, it was yeah. really rough. Well, you know, and again, you, you always put it in perspective. You, you got a got a good run of years, but it, it oh my e- god, even though. So- yeah, even though you know it's 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 it will eventually happen, you know it, it, yes. it's still a shock. Now I'm looking at a yeah. picture of you that's up here in the studio, and you're playing a Gretsch drum kit, which is yeah. And I was asking Preston before the show. I said that that's the the kit that's associated with Charlie, correct? Yes. Yeah. Well, that, you know, he, Charlie was a longtime Gretsch guy, and uh, you know, before there were. I even knew anything about endorsements or anything like that. I, I you know, all I wanted to do was play a, a Gretsch kit. And uh, I remember I went and bought a yellow Gretsch kit in New York at Alex's music store. And it was like, it was a Charlie. It was all because of Charlie, you know. Um, and, and, and listen, don't take bets on the Keith thing, because I think Keith's going to outlive I think so, too. You <laughs> yeah. got that gene, whatever it is. Yeah. Hey, uh, Dave, there's, there's a thing about Charlie that I think only drummers uh, pick up on. And uh, it's a signature look at at uh, his movements behind the kit and you know what i'm talking about that little oh, exactly. that little raised hi hat on the 2 exactly. and 4 uh with yeah. his with his right hand nobody played that way and that's not easy to do you know right. something that if you think about it especially if you're playing as you're doing a session so hey try that charlie thing where he lifts his hand up <laughs> you know on the backbeat yeah. and you go to do it if you play a certain way yeah. You gotta do that. That's not super simple to do. That's yeah. a Charlie signature. Exactly. It absolutely exactly. is his signature. You, know, you can you could you, could you could show me just a silhouette of him and not his yeah. feature, and I could say that's Charlie Watts. I could easily See? pick him out. Exactly. You know, his sound, it was just you know, he had a signature sound. I I read somebody's my friend Tom posted something today. Uh, a drummer, and he said, you know, I, a song came on, I could tell it was Charlie. It's going to be really weird seeing the Stones without Charlie. As much as I love Steve Jordan, he's a friend of mine, you know, I think it's great. It's it's going to be really, really weird seeing him without Charlie and yeah. hearing him. 
you without know, charge. You know what happens? You know, so. What's interesting, though, and, and it does happen, and it actually happened. I was referring to Steely Dan earlier, and when Steely Dan years ago was trying to go out on tour, they 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 it was hard finding musicians that could rise to the level of performance that they did. But now. There are so many people that have been inspired by their music that they have people who are basically weaned on it. And I think there are so many, you know, fans of Charlie Watts that, you know, and, and even with, I, I think there, you, to find someone who will play in that style and honor him, you know, with that, with that, with those performances, I, I think that's going to probably be easier now. But I wanted to ask you, uh, David, as far as the jazz influence and knowing how much um, uh, Charlie was, it was a fan of that. And that, that seemed to be really what he gravitated toward, maybe even a little bit more of a rock. Um, do you think, do you think jazz is a basis for a drummer will serve you with everything else? Oh, no doubt. Because Mm -hmm. if, you know, the one thing that, you know, there's that dotted eight note when somebody's swinging (laughs) and you know, if you, if you can't swing your rock and roll, it's going to be a thing, you know, it's Mm -hmm. like one of those, you got to be able to do that and, you know, to play it effectively. And I think that's one thing that if you, if you're learning to play jazz or you're playing it all along with a jazz record, a lot of that is you're playing da, 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 da. And that's what Charlie did so beautifully. And you could hear that when he played rock and roll, you know, that was, that's what made him, you know, it was like Charlie played. It felt like, you know, you were listening. He was like riding a wave, you know, it was just something, a, a thing of beauty and listen to a great track. Even if the track wasn't completely steady, it always felt beautiful. You know what I mean? When I say steady, like the tempo will change from the beginning of it. I mean, it's amazing. You hear Honky Tonk Woman. From the beginning of the track to the end of the track, the tempo changes. I think it goes up like almost like seven beats, you know, but it doesn't matter, you yeah. know, because it's just he's, he's making it. He's, he's painting a painting. It's a piece of art when he's playing. Yeah. Unbelievable. I, I think it was Freddie Gruber, you know, the guru, David, had, had said that, listen, you got you to gotta make that flow, man. You don't, you don't have to be rigid like a clock, which is yeah. something to achieve. It's definitely yes. something to a, a, an incredible skill to have. But if you can yeah. flow with with the with the way the music is going, he did it. Ringo did it. Um, yeah. uh, you know, who was yeah. also a, a, who uh, longed to be a jazz guy was uh, was Ginger Baker as well. So these yes. these yes. guys all yes. want to swing, man. It's there's something yeah. about that in 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 a groove for a drummer. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, it, it it's it's what makes it happen. You know, I'm a, I'm a stone believer in it. I think that's what. Maybe, uh, you know, Charlie plays so beautifully. Jim Keltner has that same thing. Totally. You know, he adores that kind of music. It's like that jazz feel, but they're not jazzers. They listen to the swing. And I think when you heard somebody like Jeff Beccaro, why he played Rosanna so beautifully, it's because he could play, you know, he could play a swing jazz. He can groove like that. That's, yeah. a, that's a special thing, you know. And, you know, I, I, I was telling, if I'm teaching somebody, I'm always telling them, listen, learn how to play that. If you can play that, then you'll be you'll be a happy man because somebody will ask you to play a shuffle, and if you can't, they're all going to be looking at, like, at you like they're going to kill you. <laughs> hey, real quick, Dave, I wanted to touch on uh, you and the Hooters. You guys, uh, you played uh, the Phillies. Uh, was that last week? Oh, my God, that was such a gas. We did take me out to the ball game. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I was really, Rob and Eric invited me to join them. And I brought one of these, I, I, you know, I got this marching drum, and it was it was a blast. And they happened to beat the Dodgers, so that was a uh, it was a good thing. <laughs> there you we go. We needed that. Yeah, <laughs> keep playing for them, please. Uh, yeah, and- I mean, I, you know, apparently, from what I understand, when we do play, they do well. You know, so you know, hopefully, they can get that ship. Uh, Aligned, and we can get back there and do some more stuff. But that was a lot of fun. You know? And you hey, listen, I got, I could, I could bring something up to you guys. Congratulations, yeah. you guys are both. 
You've been inducted into the National Radio Hall of Fame. Yeah. I want to uh, congratulate you. Thank you. Yeah, the show got was inducted. There. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah. We appreciate that. Yeah. A big, a big honor, which we weren't expecting. Well, that's amazing. <laughs> Thanks, that's amazing. Man. You guys are fantastic. You know, and I, I love how you guys are. You know, you're always singling out drummers, and I love that you do that. <laughs> 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 On a selfish level, I'm going like that's really great. Well, listen, I, I also want to point out uh, Hooters have a couple of gigs coming up. I think at the Keswick, right? We play the Keswick Theater. I thinking i feel bad i didn't write it down it's going to be october 22nd and 23rd okay we're going to play the keswick we're going to work on the mexico the final week if everything stays well we're going to do a show there and uh and then your other uh, your other project uh in the pocket what's going on yeah. with that we uh well i i just released a, an album called uh the philly special it's the stuff we recorded from 2014 to the present. Um, it, 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 we put it out on vinyl. You can get it at iTunes and Amazon, songsinthepocket.org. We have a gig on 925 at the Ardmore Music Hall. And, you know, they're going to do everything to keep it safe, do what we have to do. But, yeah, uh, yeah I'm excited about all of that. You know, Excellent. It's, it's, it's good stuff. Awesome, you know, man. So, well, listen, yeah. David. We wanted to. We just wanted to touch base, and uh, you know, from one drummer to another. Yeah. Um, you know. Yeah. Uh, just to uh, uh, find out what your well, thoughts were on on the the yeah. influence of the great Charlie Watts. You know. Oh my God! Yeah, it was a, it was a tough day, but you said it best. He lived a long life. You know, he was with his his childhood sweetheart all the way to the end, eighty years <laughs> old. So, you know, an amazing life, and he influenced so much of us. And I know, you know, you being a great drummer, Preston, uh. you know, and doing it, I I, I think that it's. Uh, you know, it, it was a tough day for all of us. You know, yeah. us drummers are like a little posse together. You don't want to mess with us. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> don't mess with the drummers. All right, David, yeah, thanks for checking in, man. Give the guys uh, our great. best. We'll Congrats talk to you soon. again, guys, and happy birthday, Kathy. Oh, thank you. Thank you. David was sickening, yeah, guys. Take guy. care, my man. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, he... Uh, uh, he he knows he, he knows what it, what an influence he was. Uh, hang on real quick. We have a guy, yeah, uh, who hung out with Charlie for a little while. A personal driver for him. Uh, this is Ed. Hey, Ed. Good morning. Good morning, sir. Hey, how you doing, man? I cannot complain, sir. Well, listen. So you when when were you driving and spending time with uh, Charlie Watts? Uh, he was in, I believe, in 2013. Uh-huh. I was his personal driver for the whole week from a company called PLTOC. Okay. I got to um, imagine, just seems, he, I, I got to believe he was just a gentleman. Oh, yes, he is. All he wanted was, he, uh, he asked us, all he wanted was the air turned off <laughs> and the radio on uh, jazz. Huh. <laughs> is that wild? Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, any any stories to share? Do you guys have any conversations, uh, or did he just kind of keep to himself? Um, we he asked he asked questions about Philly. That's about it. Yeah, he just wanted to know know things about the about the area. That's okay. all. All right. Like so historical like he, questions, he, or about restaurants? What kind of questions was he asking? Uh, uh, pretty much, yes. A couple of restaurants because um, I, I drove to a couple of them, um, especially uh, I think. Uh, Cuba something. Where's Pat's chili dog? They loved eating there. Nice. All right, well, that's a cool experience, Ed. Thanks for sharing, man. We appreciate it. Not a problem. You have a good day, sir. You too. We'll see you later. Uh, So, Charlie, we have a couple of clips of him. Yeah. Very, Um, very uh, interesting, too. One of the clips, uh, the first one to play, is uh, how he... um, how he got with the Stones. Okay. Yeah. Let's roll that. I played with the Rolling Stones, well, Mick and Keith and Brian, because they'd sit in. Yeah, yeah. And they asked me to join. 
and and I, it was another band. I was in two others when I joined them, but with no work. On paper, you're in them. <laughs> um, he, he was asked about could the Stones carry on without some of the members in yeah. the band? Yeah. Let's see how he responded to that. Well, I think if Mick or Keith said that, I think we would. If any of the others said no, I think they could get another drama. I think Mick and Keith could, would would or could carry on. But I think if Mick said I'm retiring, I don't know how we'd do a show without him and, uh, and without Keith. I was thinking about that, too, and it's unfortunate, but it's a good thing that he knows yes. that Charlie Watts essential uh, to their music over the years, but the stars of the show are Mick and Keith, without question. And I mean, Clay Aiken probably could step in for Mick, <laughs> thinking, uh, but you never know. But, you know, and, and thus is sometimes the disposable nature of being a drummer, unfortunately, unless... You know, you're like a, a Neil Peart, who was a, who was a, a huge part of the composition of the music, not only lyrically, but uh, he had his own voice in in his instrument as well. I wanted to before we play some more clips. Speaking of Neil, um, he wrote a book called Traveling Music, and I, I read it uh, last year. And there's a a um, there's a moment in the book. There's an excerpt that I pulled aside, and it was uh, when Rush was called in to play uh, the benefit for SARS, yes. uh, the uh, the disease, right. uh, in Toronto. And so the Stones were headlining that. And then they got other big Canadian groups to come and play uh, because it was a hometown show in Toronto. So Rush was one of the, I think they were going on right before the Stones. And so Neil wrote this and described it. He said, and so Neil likes to be in solitude, specifically before show. He's, in his own. He's a very shy guy. Yeah. He doesn't like to be distracted. And so anyway, he, this is how he writes. He goes, a short, older man stepped up to me, <laughs> sticking out his hand and saying something I couldn't hear. And thinking, well, now, who is this? I took out one of my ear monitors and said, sorry, I couldn't hear you. He spoke again, smiling. He said, hello, I'm Charlie Watts. He said, oh, I said, taking it back, hello. <laughs> and I shook his hand. He asked if we were going on soon. And I said, yes, any minute. And he said, with a twinkle, I'm going to watch you. <laughs> and he go, Neil goes on saying, this is Neil, one of, the, one of the most talented rock drummers ever. Said, I suppose if I could have felt more pressured, that might have done it. But I was already at maximum intensity. There was no time to think of Charlie Watts and the Rolling Stones watching them on the Tammy show or Ed Sullivan when I was 12 and a half hearing Satisfaction snarling down the midway at Lakeside Park. Give me shelter at the cinema in London. Listening to Charlie's beautiful solo album, Warm and Tender, so many times late at night in Quebec or any other million times Charlie Watts and his band had been a part of my life. So it was like mm-hmm. overwhelming for, in this moment for Neil, right when they're about to go on stage. And Charlie says he's going to be watching him. He said, Getty emailed me later and mentioned that scene. He goes, by the way, this is what the email said. Mm-hmm. By the way, I will never forget that moment before we went on stage <laughs> when Charlie Watts came over to shake your hand at the worst possible <laughs> moment. And watching your face Go through all the motions of, A, who is this old guy? B, what does he want? C, oh, for God's sake, it's Charlie Watts. So that's what it meant. Good luck out there. Yeah. (laughs) That's what it meant to one of the world's great drummers. Yes. To have this small little guy come over and give him a moment, and it's like, oh, my God, this is royalty I'm talking to. Well, I, I love that. I love that he is known was known as a gentleman. I love, and, and that is what... People like that in your life, uh, you know, that obviously we attach to so much that's pop culture, to music, to to movies or whatever. People that entertain us or, or provided us something 
you know, of that kind of merit. And and he 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 stated it beautifully. People like that that you're a, a fan of, they weave their way in and out of your lives with what they do, mm-hmm. and and they become inextricable. Yeah. And, and so when. You know, it's hard not to be overwhelmed when you meet someone, especially of that status. Um, so this clip, is this Charlie talking about the cowbell? Uh, in it's it's actually just the clip of the song. Oh, okay. Yeah, just I isolated. gotcha. Yeah. yeah, this, that's pretty iconic. Yeah. And then, they did talk to the cowbell last night. That rhythm I read not that long ago had a very specific influence, and I don't remember the story. He got it from hearing something. And I remember reading that recently, and damn it, I, I can't. It was really... Baby Shark. As it was a yeah. baby. I had no idea. I didn't even know. That I heard a great remember. song about a shark back then. Who has a lot of babies? Um, I jotted down um, a couple of my favorite moments from, uh, as far as drumming goes, from Charlie Watts. Um, he would uh, sometimes at the very end of songs. You know, like like Dave was saying, he wasn't yeah. a flashy player. He just he he made room for the other musicians to shine, and and he was a musical player. He wanted to add to the to the melody of the music. He wanted to give a beat, but he wanted right. to add a little flavor to the melody and not get in the way of it. But at the end of a couple of songs, he would add in these little syncopated rhythms that you weren't expected. One happens in uh, "Can't Always Get What You Want." I God, do I love that song. Great. Um, and then towards the end of Shattered as well is a really cool Lily, uh, little um, Charlie Watts uh, moment. But do Casey, we, do we have it? They're towards the end of the song. Are you? Do, we don't have fast forward capabilities it's, in this. System, it's insane, which is ridiculous. Come on! Um, but I wish I could get to the end of the song for you. Uh, another one of my favorite uh, drum songs from him is is just a fun tune from the Stones because Stones had. They had deep songs. They had uh, really uh, emotional songs, and then they had fun songs like yeah. like "Hang Fire." Right, yeah. that's great a song. fun song. Great song. And there's a great little, you know. In fact, Casey, you can pull that one. I up got you because the beginning of that is he does this little lick. Oh, start it over right. again if you don't mind. This is fun little groove. And I'll tell you a song from the Stones. And, and like I said, they have some emotional like ones like uh, Can't Always Get What You Want. And uh, one, one that really touches me at the right moment when I hear it is uh, Waiting on a Friend. Waiting on a Friend is such oh. a beautiful song. I, I love the whole message. I love the whole everything about it. And it's it's a simple song it that is. rocks my world. Yep. This is him playing, you know, uh, rim, rim knocks and uh, kind of changing the sound up a little bit. Almost like a little bossa nova feel to it. I hear this song and I think, it's okay. Yeah. It's hanging. It's yeah, okay. Totally. Whatever's, exactly. Whatever's up bothering you, I was going to say if you're asked, but whatever's bo- bother, pissing you off, let it go. It's okay. Do you remember the uh, the video? Yeah, they're just, and it's them. Sitting on a stoop. That's and it. Just kind of hanging yeah, out. It's great. It's a great song, man. Mm. You know what? Yeah. I got to add this, uh, this playlist. I need to add this to. I'm going to write that down. On a friend. Sorry, I'm jotting that down. If we'll you're thinking of um, later on. Sympathy for the Devil. Oh, yeah. On, on a percussion level. Yeah, so I'm not sure who else playing percussion on that because uh, it's not, I don't think it's Charlie playing uh, the uh, the congas and bongos. Uh, but Casey hit that one because this is this is all about the rhythm, yeah. man. That's definitely him on the hi-hat. Doing a little backbeat. Little maracas come in. For this song. This is this has got 
yes. forward momentum through the whole thing. You gotta love it. Let's get in cheek. Uh, Marissa, you pulled up the uh, the end of uh, Can't Always Get What You Want? Yeah. yeah. You are the best. So I'll, I'll see if uh, it adds the part I'm looking for. Oh, that's it. Yeah, so he, so he switched. You need a little bit before that. But... Oh, hit undo, Casey. Right. Oh, hit undo. There yeah. we go. Back it up just a little bit. So he does this whole syncopated thing where he throws you off the, the rhythm. it up, you know. Hold on, Chris says he didn't uh, he didn't play on this song. I got I got to find that out. Yeah, Hi, please. Chris, how you doing, man? Hey, 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 how you guys doing? Good. What's up, man? Um, I just wanted to clear some things up about Charlie. I, I mean, I'm a big Charlie fan. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm a big Stones fan. Um, he did not play cowbell on uh, Honky Tonk Woman. Or did he play drums on You Can't Always Get What You Want? That was their producer, Jimmy Miller. What? Oh, is that right? Okay, okay. Uh, that's and, uh, the, other thing, God, the other thing that gets me, too, is uh, I've been hearing this song a lot lately because of Charlie passing. Is It's only rock and roll. That's Kenny Jones on drums. Uh. <laughs> so I just wanted to get that clear. No, no, we appreciate it. Yeah. Well, so, so well, let Kenny me ask Jones you. Kenny Jones was one of the greats, so. Chris, as, as, as a fan of Charlie's, what, what song or what particular passage of a song stands out uh, to you as being paramount? Well, I, I think Monkey Man, he just swings in that song. Nice. Yeah. Or Live With Me. Those two songs, that's, that, that's atypical Charlie right there. Got it. All right, man. Appreciate it, bud. All right. Thanks bye. for. Hey, thank you. Thank you for your time. All right. You bet, bud. We'll see you later. Yeah, uh, I think man. he's right. I'm looking at it and it says it was just because he couldn't get into that groove. Ah. What, for you can't always get what you yeah. want? Yeah. And he, he couldn't, it, it wasn't his thing. Well, he was technically unable to figure out the beat for the unusual groove. Ah. Man, I've been shattered. Shattered, shattered. <laughs> you can't get into the groove. Uh, I had no idea. Now, this is a cool tune. Very yeah. cool. So Ringo played this, right? Yeah, Ringo was in a, you know. This is a great groove, too. This is just straight ahead. That's exactly what the song calls it. Well, it is sad news, uh, the passing of a, of a legend, Charlie Watts, here. And, of course, this radio station has uh, been along for the ride the whole time, man. Yeah. yeah so, and uh, especially sorry to uh, the biggest Stones fans, uh, Pierre Robert and uh, Jackie Bam Bam. Cause they, it, was a, it was a blow to them. And, and uh, Kevin Gunn. Yeah. Yes. Popped on it was great radio well, yesterday so. with... Uh, what what Pierre whipped together and Pancake and Jackie yeah. and Randy Cotts, by the way too yes oh yeah, yeah. when he, right. when he worked here his his theme was he would never play only one Rolling Stone song he would always play two no matter what he had, he had bargained that deal you remember our earliest thing is we'll always get our Rolling Stones <laughs> trivia wrong yes. yep always and we have yeah. stood that, by yeah. that for yeah. twenty and how that's many years because we years. care never never blink. <laughs> All right, anyhow, we need to take a break. Uh, we got some other things coming up. Uh, you know what? We have this movie screening, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Yes. Uh, it's a week from today, UA King of Prussia at 7 p.m. You want to go? 
Well, be one of the next five callers, and we will give you those passes. 215-263-WMMR. It's going to be in theaters uh, September 3rd, uh, which is a Friday, so let's get you in a few days ahead of that. We're going to come back in a moment. David Murphy from 6ABC has announced he's retiring. Yeah, I don't like that. Shortly, too, but we're going to get Murph on in just a moment and uh, talk to him. We'll be back. Stay put. Glad you asked. Tom Morello featuring Eddie Fetter and Bruce Springsteen. Dorothy. Coheed and Cambria. New music. More of everything that rocks. I'm 93.3 WMMR. Yes. Yo, so I just wanted to clear something up. So the balloons that came in for my birthday, I think there was a little confusion because uh, Nick helped coordinate it. So um, Nick is not here. Uh. But the balloons, I was, because I thought it was bizarre that my best friend would send me balloons, not from my cousin's balloon company, uh, but she did indeed send it from them. Uh, and I, I thought it didn't look like her balloons because she just got a helium tank. She normally does those big balloon displays right. that uh, don't include helium. Well, these have helium in them. She just got a helium tank. But she's um, balloons by Victoria on Instagram and uh, she is awesome. Her business is awesome, and she is great. Uh, so, so who exactly now is pissed off at you? No, nobody is. Oh. But they were, as we're talking about it, all these text messages from my cousin Victoria and from uh, Elisa, who sent them, are coming in. She's like, "No, they're Vicky's balloons. They are hers." Wow, so. your birthday's a lot of work, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of work to receive gifts. Uh, well, we have another gift coming here in a little bit, and we'll do that in a moment. But you know what? Our next guest, such a gentleman, I want to thank him uh, for not trying to steal our thunder yesterday. We got uh, nominated into the radio national radio hall. Of fame. Yeah, he waited. He waited to <laughs> announce his retirement yeah. and instead steal the thunder from Kathy's birthday, uh-huh. so that he That's could okay. therefore let everyone know. But we were bummed to hear this because he's just the greatest guy. He is. But retiring from Action News Six ABC, our good friend, meteorologist David Murphy. <laughs> Yo, Murph. Hi guys, how are you? We're, we're doing good, and uh, we are, are bummed out to hear about this, man. Well, I'm I'm sorry to bum you out, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, this has been a long time in the making. The okay. managers over here actually got word last January that I was thinking about this, and I I've been kind of thinking about it for the last couple of years. Um, before I forget, though, can I just say, I mean, as soon as Casey reached out this morning and said, "Hey, can you call in?" I, I have just such warm feelings for all of you over there. You have been so supportive of me and so kind to me me uh, over all these years, and it's really meant a lot. I mean, you guys are, are just, you know, kings in, in this uh, community, and uh, to be drawn in uh, every now and then, and to just be a, a little bit of a part of what you guys do, uh, it's really been an honor. It really has. Likewise. You know, it's, it's not even just a reflexive response. I mean, we, we've completely enjoyed uh, the relationship, and as you know, you're in that rarefied area that that is reserved only for members, cast members of Holy Moses. <laughs> yes, a movie that Steve and I love <laughs> that nobody else right here knows. Came up recently, actually. I was telling uh, people about how you know Preston, Steve, and Casey. Those guys just love that movie. So, like, can I just? I'll give you a quick explanation as to like my thinking with all of this with yes. retiring now, because I just turned sixty-two last uh, last week, and uh, yeah, it's a little early, you know. Some yeah. people work longer, um, but for me, it uh, you know it's thirty-seven years in this business. But then I had that twelve-year acting career before, so you know, from my perspective, it's kind of I was starting to work when I was like thirteen. Oh, so, yeah, you know, 
I'm kind of thinking at the end, but I thought back on it and I thought, really, I had to do that 12-year acting career because how else could we have had that wonderful <laughs> conversation about how I was actually in your guys' favorite movie? Uh, <laughs> Holy Moses! You're on, you're on the bus with the fig tree. Yeah. And you guys were, uh, like, I think you may still be the only people who have ever, like, told me, oh, yeah, I know what that movie is, and I love it. So. Well, we you're, do. I don't know if you remember, but we, our reaction when you said you were in that movie, <laughs> like, what? we freaked out. Because Steve like, and I, for, I for years, since, since we first got together 23 yeah. years ago, we, we would talk about, you know, the scene with John Ritter's The Devil in yes. That Satin Outfit. And, <laughs> and, uh, Richard you know, Pryor's Ramsey's. Oh, my God. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And, and James Coco is his dad. Yeah, yeah, and, that's and, right. There's, there's... It was a, a real classic, and I can't believe it didn't win the Academy Award. <laughs> we had, actually had Lorraine Newman on a little while ago. She had, has this autobiography that was out, and we brought up Holy Moses to her as yeah. well. Yeah, that's a oh, great wow. movie. Well, yeah. okay. So, I always thought that uh, could you know, it was... you, you Actually, you made me more proud of that moment <laughs> in my career than I, I ever would have been otherwise. I will so say this now. If, if people listening like are a fan of Mel Brooks movies, yes. Yes. you yes. should watch Holy Moses. It's right in that vein. I don't know it, who directed it it's this, or wrote it. The but cluster it was, of similar writers who were all friends with each other. And yeah. that, yes, that was, yeah. It's, it it's was a, a, the director was a guy who had done short films on Saturday Night Live, and his name escapes me right now. But yeah. uh, I think he might have been, like, the guy behind, like, the, the Mr. Bill. Bill. Mr. Bill. Mr. Maybe, Bill. Something like that, yeah. Okay, I believe it. <laughs> so, well, uh, um, yeah. Well, listen, I have many I'm, memories with you guys, though. I appreciately, especially appreciate um, the times that uh, Matt O'Donnell and I were put uh, at each other yeah. uh, with a charity contest while we were strapped into that horrifying carnival <laughs> ride. <laughs> oh, the can drop. Yeah. The, the drop. So you're trying to remember, like, questions. And I remember one year you even threw me softball questions about, like, meteorology. And he was getting them all. So that was just, <laughs> uh, getting a lot of dropped. <laughs> That was really fun, though, as it camp out, and, yeah. uh, which is another thing that's just been so much fun to be a part of. Well, um, but, and there was the time that you had me call in because you had an intern strapped to a toilet hanging from a yes. uh, crane <laughs> over Independence Mall, I believe. And there was a thunderstorm coming, and you needed to know whether or not he was going to get electrocuted. Oh so that, that was good. I felt like I did a real public service that day. Well, listen, you, so you're going you're gonna to be in the area, obviously, right? Yes. You're right. Yes. So you're not retiring down to Florida or something. So you're going to be no. in the area. You are, you're always going to be who you are. Yeah. And, and so... So we 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 hope we can call up. Are you still gonna? I assume you're gonna check the weather in the morning when you wake up, Brian. I mean, it's it's kind of in your DNA. Yeah, I'll be checking the morning when I wake up at one in the afternoon. It'll be great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, um, yeah, no, I'm still. You know, I'm I'm going to be around, and I'm I I will probably. I don't know that I'm going to be still keeping all of the connections to all of my weather model pages, but I probably <laughs> will be doing a little deeper dive than the average person. But um, uh, you know, I've already talked with the Phillies about adding a second uh, partial season pass, so I'm I'm you know or a plan. So I'm I'm going to be down the Phillies a lot more. Wow, and, uh, great. Actually go on weeknights, you know. And I'm planning to do some traveling with my wife and my th two of my three kids don't live in Philadelphia anymore, so I'll be able to travel and see them a lot more easily. But, uh, yeah, my home base is still going to be right in Delco. And I, and I heard you won't mind hearing Yo Murph from time to time. No, I really don't. You know, it's funny. A, a lot of people would say, well, you know, I was going to say that, but you must be so tired of it. I never got tired of talking with people. And for me, I guess it depends on who you are in this business. But for me, when people would say hi, or Yo Murph or whatever that. I always loved it because to me it was a validation that, yep. hey, I think I'm still going to have a job next week. Yep. Yeah. Same Absolutely. Exactly yes. the same. And and that, that campaign, that was a great campaign. It was. Uh, that, that Yo Murph campaign did... Uh, 
Um, did they just pitch that to you and say, hey, we'd like to do this? What happened was Bernie Prezenica, our general manager, was down at a Sixers game, and there was some, like, sports reporter walking by, and uh, somebody called out, yo, whoever. I don't remember who it was. And Bernie was sitting there, you know, it was halftime or whatever, and he was thinking, yo, yo, yeah, we should do that. And uh, he talked with the public, public, you know, the creative services department, and, and they all sort of said, you know, yo, Murph would work. <laughs> so, yeah, then they came to me, and they said, it was really funny how it happened. They came and said, look, we have this idea for this thing, but you, there's a chance you're going to get driven crazy by this. <laughs> and they said, we're going to do this thing with the Omer. And you know. So I was like, oh, yeah, sure, I'm all in. And then they came back to me about two weeks later and said, listen, we want to make sure you understand. <laughs> yeah, this will be your Let's, calling yeah. card from other people. From it could have been worse. It, it, it was delightful. They did like three of those, and it was so much fun. Yeah. And, um, you know, the only bad part about it was that, like, I'd be walking down the street, and people would be driving their trucks and stuff and yelling out the window and saying, you know, instead of looking at where they were going. so Yeah, that could have been a problem. But listen, all things considered, it's very benign. It could have been yo ass hat, which oh, you would not yeah. have wanted. Right. So. Hey, for all I know, it might be. <laughs> I, I wanted to ask you. Hear that, you know, people are going to hear about this, and that they said they talked about it on the air the first time this morning, and my, my reaction was, well, you know, some people will probably be disappointed, but other people will probably be like, eh, and other people will be like, oh, thank God, I don't have to listen to this guy's dumb jokes anymore. No, 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 I tell you what, listen, it, it's uh, you've, you've carved out a, a a, a very warm spot in the hearts of, uh, of, of, of Philadelphians and people in the surrounding area. I have to ask, though, as you move on, will we see Karen Rogers take over for the, the, the weather aspect of everything? Or Let me tell you, I will say this. Uh, Karen is, first of all, she's one of my dearest friends here. And, and I have to tell you, all of the people on this show, I mean, one of the luckiest things about my career, other than coming here as a reporter and then suddenly having a weather like land in my lap, which was not expected, um, one of the luckiest things was being put together with this wonderful team. And, it, and you know, it's Matt, it's Tam, it's Karen, it's Matt Pellman, who's a real big part of this. Um, you know, he's here a lot, even when he's not on the air. And I was talking with the boss about it yesterday. You know, we just don't have drama on this show. We just really enjoy each other. And how, how many groups of tight-knit people who have been together 17 years can say that? Yeah. I mean, you guys know rock bands fall apart all the time, you know? And, and for me, it's uh, – I said to Matt this morning, it's like, you know, these guys were really my rock stars because they were just so easy to get along with. Uh, Karen is wonderful at what she does. And, uh, you know, I'm, I really am not on the inside of what's going to happen next. Uh, but uh, if if uh, if it turns out that you're seeing more of Karen Rogers, believe me, viewers are going to be very lucky if that's <laughs> what happens because she is just she's really dedicated and just a, a wonderfully kind uh, person, and I think that comes out on the air. I have to wonder. I assume as you were going in and when you were first starting over there, you're you know it had to be oh my god they got the guy from Holy Moses. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're never going to get screen time. I did. Well, no. <laughs> when they hired me, I did have to admit to them, now, look, you're going to find out about this, but I was actually an actor for 12 years. And I don't know if that's going to hurt me. <laughs> you know what, though? You, I, well, listen, all the time, especially just the hours of waking up and, and the uh, – it, it – it is a you're going to be living more normal hours and yeah. and you and the fact that you can travel and all that stuff. While we are sad, we're super excited 
that you're going to get to uh, start this new chapter of your life, and it uh, couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Yeah, thank you so much, guys. And, you know, it is a big decision. It's a big personal decision and became bigger for me as it came down the pike. And, uh, uh, you know, and I didn't really realize that when I was first thinking about it. It's almost like, you know, what am I going to do with my life when I get out of college or who am I going to marry? It, it's actually a, a pretty big thing. Um, but I do feel uh, glad that I'm able to sort of do it on my own terms. And, you know, honestly, coming out of this pandemic, which we're, of course, still really in, a lot of people were really hurt, uh, you know, with, uh, you know, the, their jobs being interrupted and their lives being interrupted. And of the many, many lucky things that have happened to me in, mm-hmm. in uh, my life and in my career, uh, you know, I also had a job through all of that, uh, which uh, yeah, Matt and I talked about that, uh, you know, Matt O'Donnell and I. It, it was really kind of a lucky turn that we happened to be in a business where, you know, they needed to keep us. Um, right. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. You know, so it's uh, – but I'm able to go out on my own terms despite all of it everything else and uh, and that really does feel good my my only uh, reservation and, and not reservation really but you know there's always a downside to everything and the downside is that you know I'm not going to be around uh, you know uh, these wonderful people I work with anymore uh, at least not at work every day I'm planning on staying in touch and I, I already told Karen I said uh, she's a beach girl and I said I am definitely going to be down on the beach I cannot be I can't wait to spend a day sitting next to Karen Rogers on the beach with two big styrofoam cups <laughs> And something in them yeah. <laughs> that may or may not be legal. <laughs> there you go. Hey, David. Besides, obviously, your your, your friendship, your your coworkers, and all that. Um, what what's something you think you you might miss from this? Is it you know like getting a free meal every now and then, or t- tickets to events, or you know what what little perk well, is going to be? Oh, a... who, I, I hated accepting any free things, and there's actually a limit legally or you know ethically for what you can do. Yes, but nobody yeah. ever offered me a ninety seven dollar meal, so I think I was <laughs> just yesterday I was out picking up pizzas at a pizza place, and the, the you know the guy you know recognized me and all that, and I just sort of commented as I'm carrying these pizzas out, oh those cookies look good, off to get those you know next time. <laughs> He's like, wait, 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 here, you know, so I got two free cookies. So, <laughs> yeah, cookies. Every now and then. But, uh, you know, but um, cookies I, don't know, yeah. I don't know if there's going to be a lot I miss exactly, you know, other than my relationships okay. here. I, I've always been sort of a forward-looking person. Like, I had friends when we graduated high school, they were like, oh, don't you miss it? And it's like, you know, it was nice, but no, I, you know, I'm kind of more interested in what's coming next. And, All right. That's healthy. So that's kind of the way I'm looking at this, you know. I'm, yeah. I'm trying to draw the line between being, you know, having new things to do, but not not being too busy. Um, yeah, you're you know, looking am, for, you, yeah. you, you want to get bombed on the beach with Karen Rogers. Yeah, that's, exactly. yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what Can you want to do. give a quick shout-out to, I am still going to be involved in the Parkinson Council and the... Uh, 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 walk to stamp out Parkinson's. It's coming up in October at the zoo. So I'd appreciate any of you out there, even if I'm not on the air reminding you about it. Uh, think of me sometimes and, you know, stay involved with Parkinson's disease. That's a big one for me. And also the Purple Stride for uh, pancreatic cancer and pancan.org. Um, well, those are my would, two big charities, and I'm still planning on being involved. So, we would uh, love to still have a reason to have you on the air. Yeah, you, you so so, so when, yep. when there are events coming up and you want to uh, to remind us of that, feel free and we'll, uh, we'll catch up then. Okay? Well, that'd be great because yeah. I, I will not have the pull. But I used to have a Channel <laughs> 6. But, yeah, that would be wonderful. I will give you guys a shout when that stuff's coming up. Excellent. All right. All right. Well, listen, David, uh, sad news, but we're happy for you. So uh, thanks for checking in this morning, and, and our paths will cross soon, sir. I'll okay. come down well, to the beach and get guys. hammered with you and Karen. Thank you for everything you've done for me over the years and for our program. We just we really love it. We love you guys. Our pleasure. Yeah. Thank you, David that was, uh, yeah, man, he's just the nicest guy. Yes, yes, that. yeah. But, but listen, he's going to be even happier, and he's a forward-looking guy, which is uh, really cool. And I was happy to hear that. Um, okay, so another surprise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Kathy Romano's birthday. Not a real surprise. We, she didn't know it was going to happen uh, this morning until we told her. But we have Fresh from NYC, courtesy of the New York Bagel Butler, a tray of bagels to bring in, brought to you. Fresh from New York City this morning, the home of the greatest bagels in the world. I've never had a New York City bagel. I'm excited about this as well. That's what I was weaned on, and Kathy, you know, it is It is the water. Um, that, they say it's the water. The Whatever difference. it is, um, my family still lives on Long Island. Every time we go, I mean, it's a must. Like, they know they're going to go out, get bagels, make sure yep. they're there for us in the morning. You guys want to talk to the butler? Yeah. yeah. Please. All right. This is uh, Josh, by the way. Josh is the bagel hey! butler. New York bagel butler. Hey, Josh. How you doing, hey, man? everyone. Yo, bud. I'm good. I'm good. It's good to be on. Hey, thanks for setting us up this morning. It was very, very cool. Yeah, no, of course. It's uh, it's all in a day's work, getting up early, getting all the bagels, and uh, bringing them right back down to Philly. Speaking of getting up early, what, what time do, does your and whoever else works with you day begin? Um, So for the, the morning aspect of it, it's really just me. So I get up roughly about 2.45 or so in the morning, yeah. Um, get on the road by about 3.45 or so, get up to New York by like 5.30 or so, and then it's packing up all the bagels and bringing them right back down to Philly. I hand off about half of them or so to the delivery driver, and then I do about half the deliveries myself. Do you go to the same place every time? Yes. So I make sure that, like, when I first started this, this was actually my favorite part of the whole business. I went on, like, a bagel tour all around New York and Long Island and trying to find, like, the best bagel. And this place just had really good bagels compared to all the others. Like, I, I found out that this place kettle boils their bagels. Which, yes, uh, yes. That they basically... Yeah, so, like, this is a big difference in a lot of bagel places that, that people don't know about. A lot of places do steamed bagels where they, like, put a bunch of bagels, like, hundreds of bagels on a tray, put them into a steam oven, and then they get 900 fresh-baked bagels easy like that in 20 minutes. The way that my place does it, uh, they actually put the bagels into a kettle full of, like, boiling hot water, which cooks the outside first, and then they put it into a uh, fire-rotating oven, which cooks the inside. That's the way. That's <clears throat> So wow. the, the places that I always went to, uh, you know, when I was up on Long Island, uh, that they, they did it the kettle way. And now let me ask you, this place that you go to, how close is it to the actual... <laughs> state line or yeah, the, yeah. so that you're not going out to Montauk Point to get the uh, to get these bagels how how far into New York do you have to go to get them yeah so uh, I, I'm right now going to a place in Nassau County so it's roughly right. like in the morning I would say an hour and 50 minutes an hour and 40 minutes or so all right well that's not bad I mean no. you, you you could go Queens if you wanted to but I guess Nassau County will get it done yeah, I mean, a big part of it, too, like, I'm born and raised on Long Island, so I've, like, my whole family's back there, and I started this business, like, in the middle of the pandemic, which uh, I was working from home for a law firm, and it gave me a good reason to be able to go home, visit my family, hang out with my dogs, and then wake up really early, get a bunch of bagels, and head on back to Philadelphia, so That's it great. was a good middle point for me. It yeah. legit smells like heaven in here. I think mm-hmm. bagels are my favorite smell. <laughs> I can never pass up a bagel ever. But it, as soon as you brought it yes. in, that's the New York bagel smell. Like there's, yeah. it's different. Mm. <laughs> and, and let me ask oh, you. Let me ask you. Uh, so how how is and, and I assume this has been a little bit lucrative for you, Josh? Has it not? Um, I mean, the money really hasn't been the the primary focus right. for me. I mean, in all honesty, I know it's a business and everything, but the the thing that I've been looking for more, like I said, I started this in the middle of the pandemic. I, I like to give back a lot 
So I always make sure to give back on all of our uh, deliveries and everything. So right now we've donated up to like 7,000 bagels, maybe a little bit more at this point uh, since June of last year. Um, And like between that and then also like the growing of a business, I mean, it's a small business. It it can only be so lucrative in the beginning. But other than that, I've been really happy with all the the press and publicity. Like the business has made it, like we made it out to Philly Proud, 6ABC. um, And that was really like amazing because the the donations and then the Drew Barrymore show actually ended up seeing us. (laughs) I I had a segment on her show. That's great. That's That's pretty cool. Well, now you're on a Radio Hall of Fame show, so. um, (laughs) Yeah, I know. Congrats to that. Thank (laughs) you. Hey, I wanted wanted to ask, Josh, what, what is the... When can you order these? When are they delivered? How often can you get them? What Walk us through that process, please. Yeah, so right now with the summer, I've cut it down a little bit to Saturday deliveries. But as soon as things start picking up and everyone gets uh, back from the shore and everything, I'm going to be opening up to most likely a Wednesday and a Saturday delivery. Basically, you need to order about two days beforehand. Um, and that's because of, like, the, the bagel-making method. Like, the bagels sit for a good day uh, in a refrigerated box so that they can proof and, like, raise up and be all fluffy. Mm. So about two days beforehand and on Wednesdays and Saturdays are the two uh, delivery days. Um, and if you guys want... I also have a coupon for your uh, for your listeners. Yeah, what do, what do they got to do? Yeah, just go onto the website uh, www.nybagelbutler.com. Uh, hit order online. It'll redirect you to a different order form, and then in the coupon codes, they can put WMMR, and that'll get them ten percent off their order. Awesome, excellent, Josh. What is your favorite bagel combination? Oh, that that's a hard one. Jeez, <laughs> uh, so I. I probably eat at least, like, two bagels a day at this point. So, oh like, every bagel has a special place in my heart. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a lot of bagels. It's a lot of carby goodness. I love it. But when I go savory, I like to go with an egg everything with scallion cream cheese. But if wow. I'm going sweet, the blueberry with uh, – we have a cinnamon raisin cream cheese. Like, that's actually the bagel I picked up today from my bagel shop to, uh, to eat on the way over here. Josh, how did you get rid of your uh, Long Island accent? <laughs> 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 that is a great question. I, I've honestly never really had a Long Island accent. Uh, back in, like, elementary, middle, high school, I used to be in, like, a, a chorus, like, school chorus and everything. And I remember being in a Long Island school chorus. One of the big things that we learned was don't have an accent, don't have an accent, don't have an accent. <laughs> okay. so it was just something that, yeah, it was just drilled into me. And then I, I ended up losing it. And now here I am with very little accents any. It's like Murr from the uh, Impractical Jokers. Like, everybody else says that thick yes. accent except for him. Hey, and do you put out a a weekly bagel newsletter as well? Yeah, yeah. So that's something else I do for my customers. Like, I, I like to uh, predicate, like, obviously the donations and then also customer service rather than, like, most other things with the business because, like, the customers are, are the most important for me, and I like to give them a little something extra with their bagels. So with every order, I always put in, like, a newsletter that has, like, some local Philadelphia information um, and then a few, like, QR codes that they can scan and watch a few, like, YouTube videos while they're eating on their bagels um, <laughs> just to give them a little bit of entertainment while they're eating. Listen, you, you've, you've, you've done a masterful job of... Of of uh, cultivating bagel culture, and and the truth of the matter is, is that the only place you can really get New York bagels is from New York. If you're going to be very technical about it, and so you you have the business model should remain intact for quite a while. 
Oh, yeah, that's something I've definitely considered. And, like, especially in the last year or year and a half or so, there's been so many different, like, bagel operations popping around Philadelphia. And, like, it's great to see. But I, I've tried them, and they're just not New York bagels. And that's where my bagels are really better than than, than some others because they have that New York quality to them. By the way, on uh, the NY Bagel Butler uh, newsletter, there's a joke of the day. <laughs> okay, and what is it? What do ghosts put on their bagels? Scream cheese. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> like, like, a, like a ghost that makes someone yeah, scream. No, scream. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's how it goes. Oh, man, I love it. <laughs> All right, well, listen, Josh, this is, a, this is an... We've actually been salivating for a couple of weeks now waiting for this to happen. We had to wait for Kathy's birthday, but we appreciate you playing along and uh, setting us up this. So, so we're going to dive into those right now. But uh, we appreciate it, man, and, um, and, and thank you so much. And we'll be ordering again yes, for we sure. Will. Yeah. Yeah, no, I love that. And thanks for having me on. It was really a, a great great time talking to some uh, Radio Hall of Famers. <laughs> oh, thank you, sir. Let's give it up for the Bagel Bar. Hey, 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 Josh. Hey. Which, by the way, and it's nybagelbutler.com if you'd like to get him. But he, he drives out. Two, three o'clock in the morning, gets them, brings them back. Good to go, man. And listen, if you're from New York, you know what we're talking about. If you're not, try it. Yeah, right. (laughs) Honestly, order from him and try it. I'm about to. And you know what I'm not going to do? I'm not going to sit here and and bagel, you know, butter or or cream cheese went up Mm. right now and eat it on the air. I'm going to enjoy it off here. I'm going to really, because usually (laughs) I get to take a bite and I sit there and go, especially a bagel. I wish I could eat more of it. When I can't, because we're in the middle of talking, so when we break, I'm going to have one. You guys can set yourselves up now. You're going to do your real Preston, enjoy this food. That I am. Uh, Well, when he mentioned the kettle, that's what you're looking for. We used to have a place right when my wife and I first got married, we got our first apartment. There was a place right across the street, a bagel place that used the kettle, and you could see it. And they had the, the you know pressed like almost yeah, like yes. a big ore where they're turning what... the bagels over in it. Oh. It's, yeah, it's really cool. By the way, and I'm okay with this, but I'm just curious. Do you guys make fun of me at how I eat behind my back? No, 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 okay, no. But right. I remember. Kathy makes fun of you in front of your face. Right. Yeah, right so I'll do it right, right now. Yeah. No, I. But I remember the first time. I remember you were eating an apple. I think, and I was like. It's an apple. Like, is he, why is he going, mm, mm, mm? Like, he hasn't had an apple before? I don't understand. It's going to be my regular Saturday night thing, baby. I love food. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. And then it was the sandwich in the meeting. I remember looking. I'm like, that, I don't even really like deli meat on bread, but, like, he's making it look so good by the way he, like, holds it and savors it and bites it and then chew, like, the whole thing. It's an experience to watch Preston. Bagel. Bagel sandwiches, so turkey and Swiss on a bagel. That's oh, good. Is it is good. As yeah. good as it gets. Oh, yeah. Preston, you're the only person I know that eats like my father. So where you have to enjoy a little bit of everything on the sure. plate. That's so important. there's like a sandwich, and then you have to have like the little side on top of it, and then maybe dip it in the sauce, because you get all the flavors together. It's so There's important. a method. Yeah. There's definitely a method. Absolutely. All right. Uh, so listen, we should take a break. Is this happening now? Yeah, yes, it's it happening is. right now. All right. Before we take a break, the second stop on the cooling caravan Yay! is happening as we speak, and this is courtesy of T-Mobile. And our friends at Duncan and the email that we got is from, uh, it doesn't say, but I'll read it. Yeah. Uh, stop number two. Uh, oh, it's from uh, Donna Killian. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, there you go. It says, uh, Galaxy Wire and Cable located in Horsham, PA, has been supplying OEMs all over the world. OEM. Oh. Yeah. With custom bulk wire, cable, cable assemblies, wiring harnesses, and other related products. And we're a small 
woman-owned business started by Kathy Stussy over 25 years ago. And today, Kathy's daughter and son-in-law, Nicole and Eric Lutz, run day-to-day operations. Together with a committed team at the helm, Galaxy has become an industry leader committed to solving our customers' most technical problems and involving uh, and, and improving product function. Uh, as can be said for most companies, uh, the last 15 months have been trying for the team here at Galaxy. Uh, we are considered essential. Mainly, uh, many of our customers are military, medical, or other critical industries, which requires to continue working throughout the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Every employee stepped up to that challenge. From those on the production floor and in the warehouses to office employees, we all practice safety measures to ensure everyone stayed healthy and safe. I'm still pretty new here in my role, but everyone has made me feel welcome. It's the best company uh-huh. I've worked for, and we are busier than ever and are going nonstop. It would be great to get some coffee in us, to keep us going, and give us a small but much-needed break. Thanks to everyone at WMMR, Preston and Steve, T-Mobile, and Dunkin' Donuts, Gadzooks, and Go Birds, they say. Very nice. So we are happy to have the Dunkin' Community Cruiser at your location. Free iced coffee for you and the entire staff at Galaxy Wire and Cable in Horsham. Now, if you're listening, and this sounds like something to do, we're going to have more caravans that are going out before the summer's up. All you have to do is go to WMMR.com. You will see the Cooling Caravan link. Click on that. Fill it out. Tell us a little bit about your where you work, and we might stop by and see you. Love it. Do that. All right, we'll break. We'll come back in a second. We'll eat bagels, and we'll do the Bizarre <laughs> Files. Stay there. We'll be back in a moment. Get what you want when you want it. MMR On Demand. Preston and Steve's Daily Rush, Sarah's Rock Breakdown, MMR Podcasts, the latest videos and interviews with your fave artists, and lots more. Click the On Demand tab at WMMR.com. All right. Thank you, Kathy. We should probably get right into the Bizarre Files. So, oh, not before I say those bagels are fan fantastic. (laughs) Thank you to NY Bagel Butler. Once again, yummy. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Files. Oh, we got to thank our sponsors first. Uh, The Bizarre File brought to you by Armor Metals and Recycling. Get cash today. If you need cash fast, you can bring your scrap and e-cycling to Armor Metals and Recycling. And walk away with cash today. Located in Pensauga, New Jersey or at armormetalsrecycling.com. We will start with... uh, We'll start with a couple of road rage or incidents that happen out on the road. A machete and gun were both drawn Thursday morning after a woman was struck and killed while riding a bicycle, Texas police say. Uh, The bicyclist died at the scene after being Mm. struck by the vehicle. The driver of that vehicle, a father taking his kids to school, had a green light when he struck the 39-year-old woman who was riding a bike with her boyfriend. Police say the boyfriend then whipped out a machete on the driver before a witness with a concealed handgun permit pulled out a gun to defuse the situation. Gun beats machete. Yeah, uh, and the name of the woman killed has not been released. The driver is not expected to be charged in the incident. He had the right of way, and I guess somebody wasn't paying attention. So with your bikes down at the shore, do you have a machete basket? I do. Yeah, Yeah, I keep it. It's a small one. It's a little mini machete, but nonetheless, you got to be prepared. It's a machete. Authorities are looking, this is terrible, for the person who opened fire on an SUV on the freeway, killing the driver as he drove with his two boys who ended up having to take control of the vehicle. 
The victim and his two boys are only six and eight years oh old. Oh, my God. God. What? Were eastbound in the main lanes of the freeway when they heard a loud noise and watched their father slump over the steering wheel. Was he just randomly killed? I, there's no information on what happened. They're, they're looking for who the shooter was. But these two kids, these six and eight-year-old kids, their father gets yeah. shot right in front of them. They have to grab the wheel, and then they steer the SUV off of the main lanes about a mile and onto the feeder road where they came to a stop. They were uh, able to run for help once the vehicle stopped. Their father, who was only a 29-year-old man, died at the scene. It was just horrible. Thank God um, the kids were that resourceful. Oh my God. Yeah, because, I mean, there was no description on the shooter or the vehicle, but the police said that if they hadn't done that, yeah. they could have been killed. Other people could have been killed on the highway as well. Just a horrible story. Maybe there'll be a follow-up to that uh, a little bit down the road. Uh, there's a television station, WSMV, in Nashville, and they report that a massage therapist accused of sex crimes against multiple women is now charged with impersonating the former news director of the station. Uh, Tarek Mentori is in jail after being arrested for sex crimes against women, but now Mentori is facing additional charges after he called WSMV and tried to pass himself off as the former news director, Mitch Jacob. Uh-huh. Tonight so, on the news, our continuing series on hand jobs. So the <laughs> station reports that in the midst of reporting the story, someone calling themselves Mitch called and emailed the company uh, that manages WSMV's website. And in the recordings, Mitch, quote-unquote Mitch, can be heard asking that pictures of Mentori himself... <laughs> be taken down wow. uh, off the website. And an email also sent to the web company, someone using a Gmail account for a Mitch Jacobs, also required the photos be removed. So Jacob, the former news director who does not spell his last name with an S, also Mitch wrongly identifies the call letters for WSMV. They apparently said, hey, it's Mitch again from WUSMV. No, they so added a whole this letter. This is so effed up. Uh, uh, said that uh, we, we had spoken about editing a thumbnail, and I just wanted one final request for a second article to help with, as he's saying in a voicemail. At the time, the real Mitch Jacob wrote an email in response to the questions from the web company. I have never called someone to replace an image, he wrote. So the real Mitch Jacob, now news director at KNXV in Phoenix, said, I'm glad to see the justice system is taking this seriously and looking uh, into looking forward to seeing a resolution of the case. So uh, apparently this guy has been arrested on these new charges, and uh, he is in jail as we seek, uh, speak, and uh, his bond is being increased. Wow. It's completely effed up. Yeah. Police in New Jersey say it's nothing short of a miracle that no one was seriously hurt when a car went airborne and crashed into a Wendy's. Police said the driver of a Toyota Corolla left the roadway, struck a berm on the property of the Wendy's, and became airborne. (laughs) The vehicle soared through the parking lot, striking an Audi that was waiting in the drive-thru lane. Both vehicles were pushed into the building and outside tables. The footage of this is pretty wild. Police say family dining outside was nearly struck. Police released surveillance video of the incident, and the force of the impact apparently shattered the restaurant's window, sending glass through uh, the inside of the Wendy's. Police say despite the fast food chain being crowded with customers and staff, no one inside Wendy's was injured, and the uh, fire department arrived to the scene to stabilize the Toyota before freeing the driver, and apparently he may have suffered a medical episode while behind the wheel. Yeah, it does happen. Sometimes, yeah, people have a heart attack or a stroke or something like that. Or just start jonesing for Wendy's. That, too. I need need one of those. Drive off the overpass. Yeah. All right, then we'll do one more story and wrap. Let's go with... Uh, this one. 
Uh, a man who allegedly broke into the Maple, Redwood City Maple Street Correctional Center and was arrested by a correctional officer pleaded not guilty to do misdemeanors in court. By the way, the headline for this yeah. was, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> I got this from FARC.com, and it said, you're doing it wrong. The guy broke into the jail. Prosecutor said that Moises Donna Robles claimed to be getting away from a man with a gun and did not know he entered into a county jail, but admitted to being under the influence of meth and alcohol. I owe the bars here. A correctional officer saw Robles sitting in the lobby and thought he was an inmate before recognizing him as a trespasser in street clothes and stopped him. Uh, Video surveillance showed that he climbed an exterior and interior fence, climbed up to a second floor patio, and went into the jail through the patio door, according to prosecutors. So you can't do that. No, it's actually illegal. Yep. All right. And there you go. That is your bizarre file for today. All right. Secret text word time birthday. Birthday girl gets to pick a caller. <laughs> Happy birthday, Kathy. Here's your gift for us. Oh, my God. Let's go with uh, my age, 23. All right, 23. Oh, yeah. 23 it is, of course. Yeah. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the secret text word. If you do, then you get the tickets to the Phils and Diamondbacks game on Sunday. We'll grab a random text or two. Uh, we will come back in a moment, and we got Trash Music News, and I think we should announce that show yes. that we've been teasing. Maybe some tickets for that. I don't know. We'll be back in a moment. Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We are searching for someone to give something to, and I love that we do that. And we were looking for a secret tech for winner, so we are going to go to the phones. It was caller number 23. Yep, same age as Kathy. Today, mm-hmm. her birthday, 23rd yes. birthday. Uh, we'll go to Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing, bud? I'm doing good. Pork chop sandwiches. Oh, Pork chop sandwiches. So tasty. <laughs> All right, Mike, do me a favor. Give me that word. We give you the prize. What is it? Dungarees. Dungarees. Yes. You got it right, pal. Hang on the line. We'll get your information, and we will give you tickets, two tickets to go. I meant to say two, and then I just skipped right to tickets. Two tickets uh, to the Phils game this weekend. They are going to be playing the Diamondbacks on Sunday. It's a 105 game, of course, at Citizens Bank Park. And all kids 14 and under are going to receive a back-to-school gym bag. Uh, tickets are available at phillies.com. And then we have a random texter uh, that we drew, and that is Steve Dudley hey. from Lansdale, Pennsylvania. So pork chop sandwiches. Congratulations, and we got a stack of pork chop sandwiches for you as well. Uh, so we will be in touch, and we will make sure you get that, and that you do indeed get to go to the game this weekend. Um, I'm going to hold on to our announcement until the end of music news. Uh, in the meantime, we're going to do another giveaway. We are going to do a lesson question and a digital download of the Conjuring the Devil Made Me Do It. And I did not get a chance to look at these. All right, here we go. Where did the Stones get the inspiration for Honky Tonk Woman? What song? 
All right, or the cowbell part of it. Right? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, that uh, is not true at all. It it's was not completely true. made up. Two one five two six three WMMR was said very quickly. Uh, let's see if you know the answer to that. Uh, where did the stones? Where did Charlie Watts get the inspiration for the cowbell part in Honky Tonk Woman? Not a real question. Two one five two six three WMMR. We will do the trash while you call in. The trash business is a gold mine. Ninety three three WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, let's see what stories we got. Steve, what's going on this morning? Well, one of Dog the Bounty Hunter's daughters, who was not invited to his wedding next week, is reportedly desperately hurt and confused. Cecily Chapman says she was sure she would have been invited and had already purchased a brand new pair of combat boots. (laughs) (laughs) Iggy Azalea saying that despite rumors to the contrary, she has absolutely never slept with Tristan Thompson and, in fact, has never even met him. Thompson emphatically thanked Azalea for finally providing a name he could put on his did-not-sleep-with list. Oh, my God. And finally, Brody Jenner was violently attacked by a drunk while celebrating his 38th birthday in Las Vegas on Friday night. Fortunately, Brody's dad, Caitlyn Jenner, was there and was able to rip the attacker in half at the waist. (laughs) (laughs) That's your Hollywood trash. Hi, we will uh, go to the phones, look for the answer to today's lesson question. And Charlie Watts, where did he get the inspiration for the cowbell part uh, in Honky Tonk Woman? And I will go to Sean for the answer. Hey, Sean. Privilege. 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 Mm-hmm. Sean, what's the answer? Baby Shark. Baby Shark. Do-do-do-do-do. <laughs> Hang on, Sean. We'll uh, handle your info, and then we will give to you the Conjuring. The Devil Made Me Do It. The Terrifying Conjuring Universe continues. Ed and Lorraine Warren are back unraveling their most sinister case yet. You can own it now on digital and Blu-ray. So congrats. All right, music news time. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Obviously, we lead uh, Music News with the tragic news that came yesterday of longtime uh, original and all the way to the end, uh, drummer uh, Charlie Watts of the Rolling Stones. Uh, he was 80 years old. It was uh, tragic news. He had been uh, uh, apparently had an unspecified illness, which he was going to set out the Stones tour. Um, but there was no really no urgency that was indicated no, in the press, no. um, uh, which you know leads me to believe they just wanted to keep things quiet. Sure. Um, yeah. But uh, the uh, official statement reads as follows: It is with immense sadness that we announce the death of our beloved Charlie Watts. He passed away peacefully in a London hospital earlier today, surrounded by his family. Uh, Charlie was a cherished husband, father, and grandfather, and also as a member of the Rolling Stones, one of the greatest drummers of his generation. We kindly request that the privacy of his family, band members, and close friends is respected at this difficult time. Um, In 2004, he successfully battled throat cancer. Uh, Some sources are listing cancer as a cause of his death, but that's not been confirmed. No. Um, He... Enjoyed the only stable family life of any of the Rolling Stones. Remained faithful to his girlfriend and then wife of over 55 years, Shirley. What an anomaly, right? the Stones' career. You have some of the hardest partying, uh, you know, Keith Richards were crying out loud. Ron Wood, I mean, and here he was, a kind of very conservative life. Very much so. The uh, couple who raised Arabian horses... Have one daughter, Serafina, and a granddaughter, her 24-year-old daughter, model Charlotte Watts. Uh, the Stones paid tribute to Charlie by posting a recent portrait of the drummer on the website, which stays frozen on the photo. 
Uh, Watts is the third of the original Stones to die. Co-founding guitarist Brian Jones drowned July 3rd, 1969. He was only 27. And co-founding pianist turned roadie uh, Ian Stewart uh, died of a heart attack on December 12th, 1985 at 47 years old. Uh, in April 2017, Watts released his latest big band album called Charlie Watts Meets the Danish Radio Big Band. Uh, it was captured back in 2010 in Copenhagen, uh, allowing uh, following only uh, four days of rehearsal between Watts and the musicians. The seven-song album uh, features big band takes on such Stones classics as You Can't Always Get What You Want, Paint It Black, along with a bossa nova-tinged take on I Can't Get No Satisfaction. Wasn't it... Uh... Charlie Watts, who was that? The, there was a video of him using the those drumsticks. Yes. That, yeah, uh, that was, what was that for. I think it was during during the height of COVID. Right. I, I, I don't know if it was after the election, but it was it was a performance that the Stones did. Yeah, and Charlie was just doing these hand movements, and apparently he was using a virtual drum kit. Right. Uh, to play with. Cool. And uh, it was everybody was going, "What is he doing? Is he yeah. just you know?" But that's uh, that ended up um, being what that was. So it was at the um, Global Citizens One World Together at Home. Okay, coronavirus. Yes. Yeah, benefit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, many, many people. The biggest of the bigs are reacting in the world of uh, rock and uh, and just all formats of music. Paul McCartney uh, stated, "I love you, Charlie. I will always love you." Ringo Starr said, "God bless Charlie Watts. We're going to miss you. Mm. Uh, peace and love to the family." Uh, Pete Townsend. Uh, said, Charlie Watts wept at Keith Moon's funeral. I wish I was capable of such tears today. Instead, I just want to say goodbye. Not a rock drummer, a jazz drummer, really. And that's why the Stones swung like the Basie band. <sighs> Such a lovely man. God bless his wife and daughter, and I'll bet the horses will miss him, too. Because, like I said, he raised the horses, yeah. yeah. Elton John said, a very sad day. Charlie Watts, the ultimate drummer, the most stylish of men, and such brilliant company. My deepest condolences to Shirley, Serafina, and Charlotte, and, of course, the Rolling Stones. Brian Wilson said, I'm just shocked to hear about Charlie Watts. I don't know what to say. I feel terrible for Charlie's family. Charlie was a great drummer, and I love the Stones' music. They made great records, Love and Mercy. John Dinsmore of The Doors yes, uh, said, An early mentor, a fellow jazz fan, R.I.P. Charlie Watts. John Fogarty said, I first saw the Rolling Stones in 1966 in the Bay Area and have been a fan ever since. Charlie Watts is one of the great drummers and will be missed. Rest easy. Stuart Copeland said, So sad to lose a unique, iconic drummer and dancer. He said he was quite, he was a quiet Giant. Another great drummer, Lars Ulrich, said, Charlie, thank you for paving the way. Thank you for setting the standard. Thank you for making it swing. Thank you for being cool as F. Thank you for literally inspiring every single rock and roll drummer on this planet. Gene Simmons wrote, our prayers and hearts go out to Charlie Watts' family, fans, and friends. The Rolling Stones drummer played on Satisfaction, Honky Talk Woman, and hundreds more. Rest in peace, Charlie. And the list goes on and on. Nikki Six, Tom Morello, Mike McCready. You know, it's um, conspicuously absent on that list. David Hasselhoff. David Hasselhoff. Yeah, mm-hmm. damn it. Uh, but, you know, Tony Iommi, Axl Rose, uh, groups like Duran Duran, Lenny Kravitz, Joan Jett, Peter Chris, all these people checking in. So, obviously, he... Uh, had a profound effect in the world of music, so uh, he leaves that legacy. Behind. Yeah, yeah. So, but but sad news. A very, rich very, life. Yeah, very very sad news. Uh, in other music news, a gentleman by the name of Spencer Elder, the man who was featured on Nirvana's famous Nevermind cover art as a baby, 
is now suing the band for sexual exploitation 30 years after the album was released. Uh, according to TMZ, Eldon is also suing Kurt Cobain's estate. According to the suit, Eldon said that he couldn't consent to his image uh, being used on the album art since he was only four months old at the time. Yeah, that's true. Most babies can't do that. And he also said that his legal guardians didn't consent to it either. So that's what I'm curious Wait, about. That, that seems very bizarre. That uh, Yeah, we, we, what, that, did they just grab a baby and throw it in the pool and take a picture quickly? <laughs> yeah, if that's the case, then he might have some ground here. Yeah. So uh, he also claimed that the image is child pornography adding that the band made a promise to cover his genitals with a sticker, but it was never incorporated under the album cover. So if that's true, that could be an issue as well. I've never thought of this as child pornography. No, it's, it's a, a baby. naked baby. Um, Eden uh, claims that uh, Kurt, Dave Grohl, and the rest of the band failed to protect and prevent him from being sexually exploited and said that he has suffered lifelong damages. I don't know what those are. Uh, he's suing the band, Kurt's estate, and others for damages and is asking for at least 150 thousand dollars yeah, yeah I, I i i need to hear more about this case yeah correct uh shinedown's feature film experience of their 2018 studio album uh both called attention attention will premiere worldwide on friday september 3rd it'll be available on digital and cable video on demand uh, via gravitas adventures and is now available for pre-order in the u.s for 12.99 uh, Brent Smith said, Miles Davis once said, if you're going to tell a story, tell it with some attitude. And that is precise, precisely what the film Attention Attention does. A mind-bending freefall into the human psyche. Wow. A visual journey through the eyes of multiple characters, scenarios, and complex situations. Buckle up and enjoy the ride, he said. So, yeah, yeah. Well, you, how you, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what all words. That's, it, says, it says, a film is a visual journey that brings to life the story of Shinedown's sixth full length uh, and and from life's lowest lows to the highest highs, what emerges from the forthcoming film is a powerful, enduring statement about humanity overcoming struggle, the importance of mental health, not being afraid to fail, and the resolve of the human spirit. So we'll have to see. But you know, like the, the song Monsters is yeah. about, you know, yeah. Lou overcoming Holtz demons. I actually saw it, Preston Lou Holtz, and he had a description of it. Well, well I don't get it. It cold, but yeah. Yeah. it goes beyond words, is what he's saying there. Uh, Deftones have extended their line of craft beers to include Ceremony Double Dry Hopped Hazy IPA. Uh, the name is borrowed from a track, Ceremony, on the band's latest album, Ohms. Uh, Ceremony contains 6.5% uh, alcohol, uh, 30 IBUs. Marissa, what's an IBU? Do you know? I don't. Okay. Um, and according to a spokesperson for the brewery, Ceremony has a, quote, Nice melange of tropical fruit notes like a wonderful melange associated with this IBU. Uh, mango, pineapple, and guava with a touch of strawberry and grapefruit. Those are all good flavors. So it is the International Bitterness Unit. Yes, of course. We meet twice a year in Finland. What is considered a high IBU? Because I would a look... A kajillion. I would look for low because I don't care for that bitter uh, flavor. So... That's interesting. Yeah, up to 120, which is very high. Okay. Measured usually between 50 and 15 and 80-ish. Is where you'll find IPAs. and Apparently. Okay. Uh, Ceremony Double Dry Hopped Hazy IPA is available on draft in four packs at Belching Beaver <laughs> in San I like Diego. That, that I is like a great Belching Beaver. That is a great Nice game. beaver. Yeah. Uh, Mark Tremonti couldn't help but sing the praises of his former bassist, 
and uh, Mammoth WVH frontman Wolfgang Van Halen. That's right. They played together. Uh, Tremonti said, I couldn't be happier for him. He said, the record's awesome, and it put a big smile on my face when I heard it. I see how people are reacting to it, and it's just great. Wolfgang is the nicest guy in the world, and he's had to deal with his last name, positive or negative. Positive because it's one of the greatest bands ever, but negative in a way where it's like, well, how can you not think of your father when you hear that name? So it's been a big step for him uh, to get out there and do it on his own. Uh, He went on to say he's done it in such a good way that people are responding to it. I've not seen anything negative about it, and I've seen everybody get fully behind it. I wanted to see what he'd be like as a front man because he's always been with us kind of more a uh, he's always been with us kind of a more quiet guy on stage rocking out, but never up on the mic singing lead. And that's one of the toughest things when you when we get back on the road is getting that front man jargon down uh, when you're talking and you're communicating with the crowd. That's not something that you can practice at home. And that's something that he seemed like he stepped right into perfectly well from the footage that I've seen. And we'll find out firsthand at the MMRBQ September 25th. Uh, we're going to wrap with a, with a clip. We're not going to we're not going to bust we're not going to spit some uh, rhymes out here. No, no. no. W R A P uh, with uh, Gene Simmons. That's right. Uh-huh. Um, and an apology they made for the David Lee Roth comments. You remember this a while ago? I reported on it last yeah, week. It was in an interview. Essentially, he was saying, "Dude, what happened to Dave?" He's like, "Dave was one of the all-time greats, but not now." And you agree? He said, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. totally." Um, but this is him. Yeah, explaining that how oh. his diarrhea of the mouth. And... Do we have it? No, it's on. But Marissa, Marissa, is Marissa will get it. She's a dynamo. Yeah. Uh, so as soon as that comes over, I will uh, I will play that for you. But Dave had said, and he, and he pointed out that that uh, I mean not Dave, Gene had pointed out that Dave would had done great things right. as a front man, but now he stinks. An excellent singer, but something over time has kind of changed, yeah, and not the same anymore. And I don't know if he was talking specifically about his vocal qualities right. or what he talks about or what. But anyhow, this is him. Uh, owning up to it. In the course of an interview, I don't mean to hurt people's feelings, and every once in a while, diarrhea of the mouth comes out. I think I said something like, nobody touched David in his prime. And then somehow there was a segue to, you know, Elvis bloated on the ground and, you know, fat and naked, and I don't want to see that. Right. (laughs) So you can understand why why that happened. Right. There's another part of the apology if you want to hear that. Okay. I am so sorry and ashamed, actually, that I hurt David's feelings. I wasn't talking about David, but that doesn't matter. What matters is I hurt David's feelings, and that's more important than the intent. So I sincerely apologize for that. I didn't mean to hurt his feelings. All right. But isn't this really an indictment (laughs) (laughs) of the United United States States of America? It could be. All right, how about an announcement? So, a show is coming to the Academy of Music. It will be on uh, October 9th. It is not a rock show. It is not a music show. It's a comedy show. And it is the 13th show of John Mulaney. Because, as you know, when we did the 12th show announcement, 11 shows sold out. Now 12 shows have sold out, and now a 13th show has just been added. 
So this will be Saturday, October 9th at 9.30 p.m. at the Academy of Music, and tickets are on sale today at noon. So there's going to come a period of time where he is in town for a long stretch. Oh, yeah. I hope we can get his ass in. I hope so. But I tell you what we'll do. We'll take caller number 20, and we will give you a pair of tickets right now. Nice. 215-263-WMMR. So I would get your tickets before these sell out. Right. Because I bet you this 13th show will sell out. I will guarantee you. And at some point, he's just going to run out of time to be here, you know? So... Uh, he can't play forever. Yep. 215-263-WMMR. Call number 20. We are going to give you those tickets. The tickets go on sale for that today at noon. Heads up. You can go to concerts at WMMR.com for more information. We will come back and wrap up the program. Stay with us. WMMR.com. The one thing that rocks. Events, photo galleries, car gear in the rock shop. WMMR.com. 10.35, and how you doing on this Wednesday morning? Hi. Uh, we are coming to a close uh, for our work day, and if you got a little ways to go, fear not. You'll be in good hands in just a moment or two. Uh, but I would like to thank um, a few different people uh, for today's show. The Cooling Caravan, thank you to T-Mobile and Duncan. Hey, hey, hey. For uh, sponsoring and participating in that. And we appreciate everybody who emailed in. And you can do that. You could be just like Donna uh, Killian or Susan Taylor. Uh, and all you have to do is go to WMMR.com. And you click on the cooling caravan. You fill out the info. And we might be stopping by your place of business. Also want to thank, uh, let's see here. Oh, uh, David Murphy. Yes. Yes. Murph from 6ABC has announced that he is retiring, and he's just the nicest guy in the world. So uh, we spent a little time chatting with him about that. Uh, so that was cool. And uh, last, oh, also thank you to um, the New York Bagel Butler yeah. for Kathy's birthday this morning. Yes, thank you so much. That was awesome. NYBagelButler.com. And he drives to New York City at like 3 o'clock in the morning. Gets fresh bagels, brings them back, brings them to you. It's his business. And it's like twice a week I think he's going to be doing yeah. that. Uh, right now, I think it's once a week, but he will be doing it said, twice a week. Yeah, he said he brings it on what, Wednesdays and Saturdays, but maybe yeah. he'll step it up a little bit. But you want to book like at least a week yeah, in advance. I think it's booked by Thursday, and you can get the deliveries by Saturday at this okay. point. And oh, okay. he offered 10% off uh, with code WMMR. Yep, so make sure you check that out. And then also thank you to my best friend, Elisa. She sent the balloons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My cousin made them. Uh, Vicky, thank you very much. Balloons by Victoria. She is on Instagram. Nice. And uh, finally, thank you to uh, David Wasikinen of the Hooters for being on today. Uh, talking about the passing of uh, Charlie Watts. Uh, the Hooters do have some shows coming up at Keswick Theater uh, in October, I think 22nd and 23rd. Uh, but David with a, a really good insight as to what Charlie was to that band, to the world of music and drummers and influence and all that stuff. And speaking of that, Pierre Robert is here uh, with a tough day yesterday. I could hear it in your voice. It was really hard for you. Yeah, it was brutal. Yeah. Um, and it, I, it's still brutal. I'm just devastated. Yeah, and especially with no real indication. I mean, he, they, they said it was a, an illness and, right. and he wasn't going to be able to be a part of the tour, but I, I hadn't heard anything that indicated that it was severe in any way. Well, I mean, he had joked about it if he wrote the statement. Um, mm. He had actually said, for once, my timing is off, um, you know, so I've got to sit out this uh, this leg of the tour. There are 10, 10 or 11 dates um, that were essentially makeup dates from last year from the um, from COVID. Right. That got pushed over into this year. Um, 
And those were the dates, essentially, they were making up. There were two new ones, one of which was Jazz Fest in New Orleans, which has since been uh, uh, canceled uh, due to COVID resurgence. Um, and um, then there's one other one, I think, in L.A. somewhere. But um, those shows... I don't know. They could possibly, I guess, still take place because Steve Jordan, I think, had begun the process of rehearsing with them, uh, who played in Keith's uh, solo band. Um, but the, Charlie was joking about it, and then they said, you know, it was a simple, or they indicated that it was a pretty easy procedure and that he had done well with it. Mm. And then um, that he just needed to sit this tour out. Now, with an 80-year-old, you'd never know, but these guys have never acted nor played their age. No. And that's one of the greatest things about them. I think that was a, that was a similar case to Glenn Fry, right? He was going in for something right. fairly right. Uh, standard, yes. and it it just went bad. Yes. You know? He had some stomach issues, some yeah. intestinal um, kind of related issue. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and we lost him. So but, I mean, it's been, for me, this latest wave started back with David Bowie because we kind of didn't see that coming. Mm-hmm. No one knew that he was sick. And it was like, you know, flicking the dominoes. And right. they just started falling. I can't think of all of them, but Prince you know, Glenn and Glenn Fry, Fry and and uh, you know Neil Peart had died, and, right? And uh, yeah, there were a bunch of biggies where it just kept happening. We were like, wait, not another one, you know? I mean, some were not a shock, Scott Weiland, uh, you know, for example, but a lot of them were. We just didn't see them coming. I didn't know Neil was Pert was even no? sick. Mm-mm. Your story about the Charlie oh. thing backstage. I mean, a lot of people have those kind of stories. Charlie loved Philadelphia. He, uh, and he, another thing, he was known on Seville Row, which is the Taylor's right. uh, area of London. That's uh, where James for... Bond gets his suits. Really? <laughs> okay. It's always referenced in the Ian Fleming books. Okay. Um, I mean, uh, it, Charlie dressed impeccably. On, t- on stage, he would just wear a T-shirt and often sweatpants. But, I mean, he dressed impeccably, so much so that uh, he would shop at Boyd's, uh, the legendary Philadelphia mm-hmm. store, uh-huh. when he was in town. And uh, he would get a car that would take him over. And uh, Boyd's is an unusual shopping experience. Uh, I only bought a shirt there, and then I couldn't pay my mortgage for seven <laughs> months. But, um, uh, but you walk in, and they assign you someone. Wow. You, it's just not like, I'm just looking, thanks. It's right. just like, we'll have Thomas accompany you, wow. Mr. Preston. Okay. Uh, and so... Um, it's a high-end joint um, and in a beautiful building over on Chestnut Street near Rittenhouse Square, and Charlie would go there every time he was in Philly. Elton John made it a point to to point out what a stylish man he was. Right. And if anybody knows style, it would be Elton John, but he said he was the... He had an impeccable sense of that fashion sense and style and everything. About right. Him. And then I'd forgotten until you'd mentioned it about the horses, how he and Shirley, mm-hmm. his wife, raised the thoroughbred horses. Um, but, I mean, uh, yeah, so it was brutal. I, I mean, I was lucky enough to sit across from him and talk with him for 45 minutes on the uh, occasion of the Exile on Main Street re-release a couple of years back. And, you know, he was that proper English gentleman. Mm. You know, and uh, soft-spoken, and yet, you know, the things that he has to have seen, (laughs) some of, he had a brief drug thing. Yes. He had a little heroin thing for a couple of years, but for the most part, he was not a wild man. 
uh, uh, by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but in the interview pieces I was pulling out yesterday, and I've got one I'm, I'm going to try to get and bring in tomorrow for a crossover, but uh, he talks about the drum kits that he has assembled and mm-hmm. some of his famous, and I thought you might get a kick out of it because yeah. he's got some very famous drum kits that he purchased uh, from the likes of heroes of his, like oh. Buddy Rich and stuff like okay. that. Okay. Um, so really I, I'll find that piece for, for you tomorrow, but, um, you know, he just, uh, he, he saw it all, but, um, you know, he would often, uh, dismiss the, the pageantry and say, this is what, and he said it several times in the interview. And I remember going to the stone show a couple of years ago in Philly and a production guy was showing the press around backstage before the show. And one guy said, well, you know, they're getting up in age. And and the guy looked at him, incredulous, the production guy, and he goes, you don't understand. This is what they do. Mm -hmm. They've never stopped doing it. This is what they do. And Charlie said it at least three times in this clip I ran yesterday. He goes, but this is what we do. Mm -hmm. This is what we do. And it's what, and it's, so why shouldn't they do it if they can do it and pull it off? And their um, tour, their main tour accountant is a, a guy I know from uh, Crosby, Tulsa, Nash, and Jackson Brown, who's risen through the ranks and is now their head tour accountant. And um, I was talking with him during the summer, and he went to the, or he was on every show the last several years, but he and his girlfriend were watching the final show in uh, Miami that I flew to a couple of years ago, uh, which turns out to have been the last show with Charlie. And he said, I said, I was blown away by how good they were. And this guy pulls no punches. And he goes, I've never seen them better. Wow. Oh, wow. And he's seen three, four hundred mm. Rolling Stone shows. He said, I have never seen them better than that night. So um, you, you don't have to you don't have to lose it as you get old. If you do what you do and you love what you do. Why not keep doing it? And um, so I, I don't know what this, you know, uh, portends for the band. Um, but it's to me, it's just crushing because he just was, they were, and now they're not. Right. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, it's hard to take in. So. Anyway. Well, thank you for the wonderful Sorry, tribute yesterday. No, it was, it was excellent. Um, um, but we'll, we'll move out of the way for you. Shall we do the letter of the yes. day? Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter... A as in anonymous. All right, and we got a couple more to go. We have a $300 Hens and Honey Shop gift card to give away, located in beautiful downtown Swedesboro, New Jersey. Hens and Honey Shop is a unique boutique with bath products, handmade candles, stylish, high-quality clothing and accessories, plus uh, products from Alex and Annie, rice love bags, and Pura Vida. A truly unique shopping experience. So we will give that away on Friday. want to thank our sponsors. Preston and Steve Show brought to you today by Acme Fresh Foods, local flavors. Also by Duncan, the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show. And I failed to ask what's coming up on your program today, sir. Oh, uh, we'll have a, a workforce block of Jackson Brown, who was in town with James Taylor. And we'll throw some James into the mix. I, I've got that oh. archive cut from when he played on your show which I would like to do, and some great Jackson music. Uh, we have a, a request for Tool, which we'll get to, and uh, it's Rob Halford's birthday, Judas Priest. We'll get to that, and uh, we'll have some more Charlie stuff, too. Uh, Judas Excellent. Priest and James Taylor, a match made in <laughs> yeah. When we say everything right. that rocks, we are not effing kidding, all right? <laughs> and you, James Pierre. Taylor effing rocks, Damn and right. Jackson Brown effing rocks, and Judas Priest and Tool effing rock, and we play them 
effing all. I yes. Love I love it. Peace and love. Uh, tomorrow's <laughs> program, uh, comedian Robert Kelly Yay. will be joining us and a bunch of other things. That is it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. Hey everybody, it's good to have you on the bat ba 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 